0: All right. Hey, there we are. Sweet. Hello. 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 Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 322. Your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. And I'm Steve. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, sometimes some Star Trek. All Super Chats are right in the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize the channel. But an even better way to help support the channel would be to go on over to craftcomputing.store, pick up one of our fantastic nucleated pint glasses available in a number of different varieties. We've got coasters, we've got whiskey stones, and start drinking like a pro. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the Super Secret Chat and the even more Super Secret After Party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to my Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community mm-hmm. that hangs out over there.
1: Mm-hmm. See, the, the nice thing about being born uh, ethnically Russian is I was born drinking like a pro. It's right, like, it's it's I'm already there. I'm already yeah. there. The rest of us are just catching
0: up to you. You're just catching what's up. Going on. Yeah,
1: that's all it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, I mean, it is my lifelong goal to to be able to drink like you and John. To, to be <laughs> perfectly honest with you,
1: uh, I don't know. Not not when you get older, it starts to it starts to you know, there's a little bit of stress chipping away. Can't do it like I used to anymore. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, I have the advantage. <laughs> yeah, I know you do now.
0: Oh, it's going to be a good show. We've got some. Uh, Unannounced changes, which kind of were forced into an announcement by Unraid. Yep. Uh, Walmart is buying up another company. Uh, The world's first microcomputer was found in a closet by some cleaners. Uh, And the (laughs) Switch 2 has been delayed until 2025, much to the ire of just about everyone, not just shareholders. Yeah. Uh, But let's go ahead and start this show the way we start every show, the way I like to start. I can't say every day because that that has a certain stigma with it, but a good way to start
1: a show. What are we drinking tonight? Steve, Ah, what do you got lined up? I have have two that um, I'm pretty excited about. Um, Now, normally we have like IPAs and I always want like, uh, I like IPAs, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I crave something different something uh, a little more multier, you know, like a good barley wine or something like that. But this, I found a Belgian Strong uh, called... You got my attention. <laughs> yes. It's called <laughs> I? No, no. It's by Drownlands. So uh, it's a Belgian Strong 10%. So I
0: have not uh, heard of that brewery.
1: I have had one of their beers. They're from New York, so not okay. surprised um, that you haven't heard of them. But yeah, 10.8. I know it's above a four on Untapped. So I'm really looking forward to that one. I love a good Belgian, and it's hard for me to find them around here. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about this one. I and... don't know if you've been
0: watching me the last couple of weeks. I've been kind of on like a German-Belgian kind yes, of pick Yes, I did notice. I did notice. So... My mouth started watering. Just you said Belgian strong, yeah. and I went, "Oh, I picked oh, yeah. wrong tonight." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this next one, okay, is an IPA, and I got this. Even though it was kind of sick IPAs, I had to get this one because we talk about uh, um, sticky hands all the time, right? Because we like sticky yeah. hands, yeah. But this is a new variant of sticky hands. Oh, so we have Block 15 Sticky Hands Marmalade. 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 Yes, marmalade. Let me see. There we go. Interesting. Yes. So uh, I tried looking up why they call it marmalade. I don't think they add any orange to it, but I think it's about the hop combinations they put in there. Yeah. So it might give it more of an orange flavor is what I'm guessing. Yeah, oftentimes
0: a lot of flavored beers, like especially... IPAs—they're mm. not actually fruit-backed. They—they yeah. they use the citrus to their adva- the citrus flavors of hops to their advantage to slant mm. it one way or the other. Yeah. Um. So a blood orange IPA doesn't necessarily have blood have orange. Have in blood it. orange in it's it. just yeah. Marmalade.
1: Yeah, that's what it says, it says. Marmalade. So I I am and I think it just came out because like I've never seen uh, that. When I went to the store, they were like just up front, just fresh right there. so yeah? I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's eight point one percent on Untapped. They don't have as many check-ins. That's another reason why I think it's fairly new. There's not that many check-ins for it. Yeah. But it's rate it's rated higher than regular sticky hands. Nice. So I'm I'm expecting this to be a really good one too.
0: Cool. Yeah. No, that's that sounds really interesting. You've got a good lineup tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I I thought I brought some interesting stuff, but uh, no, I I think you got me beat. Um, so, I do have an IPA. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember if I drank this one on the live show or if I just did a a video with it. I know I've done a video recently with it, uh, but uh, Freem, uh, I've got one of their Extra Pales. Oh, yes. Which, which is fantastic. It's 8. It's Eight and a half percent. Freem is great. This is such a good beer. Uh, I know this has been out before, but it's the first time I've seen it not in a 12 pack or specifically as a bomber and mm. that is uh whitmer brothers oh they're imperial half
1: oh wow I, okay. I found a six pack of it interesting right i have i have not had a whitmer half because i have a little bit of beef with whitmer half uh-huh. because it tastes nothing like a normal half of Ison. and now they yeah. call it I, I know they call it american half of Ison. that's <sighs> oh, that there's even more to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it tastes nothing like a traditional hefeweizen. I mean, I would feel bad for some, you know, German guy coming over and is like, "Oh, was this is hefeweizen here. This inspired. is not a hefeweizen. This is not a hefeweizen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Nine, nine.
0: That's a sneaky non hefeweizen. Yeah. Yeah. A- exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll start the show here. Uh, we we'll we'll, we'll we'll start it right here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open this one first. Uh, So Widmer Brothers, technically, the pronunciation of this is Imperial Hefa. (laughs) Hefa. Because uh, I think when Widmer Brothers Brewing decided to start making a German style beer, they went, you know what? We kind of like these these Hefa Weizens. Mm -hmm. They didn't know how to say it. And so they called it the Widmer Brothers Hefa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when they were later corrected, it's no, it's half a or a half yeah. is what mm-hmm. people call it. They're like, no, 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 we made it. It's we hefa. we wanted it to be Hefa because yeah. this is this is the American Hefa vison. Uh-huh. No, you're just stupid. Stop it. <laughs> uh, and so I think it's like they pronounced it incorrectly and then doubled down, and right. and they've doubled down to the point. It's stupid. They're day. gaslighting too you into thinking yeah. it's supposed to be pronounced Hifa. Yeah. yeah. That's how they say it. That's the official pronunciation of this beer is Hifa. No, it's stupid. Don't. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. Just like like people calling it jalapeños or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Jalapeños. Do you and
0: have any more tortillas?
1: Like, yeah. What is a quesadilla? Quesadilla. Or kind of like uh what was it um Hedy Topper. Hedy Topper being like one of the most famous grandfather of all hazy beers. Yeah. They kept telling you to drink it from the can because it tastes better. Yeah. Well, it doesn't taste better. You just didn't want it to see like it was cloudy. Right. That's all the reason why they did that. Yeah. And But you know, they still insist, No, oh, you got to drink it from the can. It's going to taste better. Right. It doesn't taste any better from the can. It's just, no, it was just
0: uh, off-putting in 2011 to get exactly. a cloudy beer. Yeah,
1: Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yes
0: Widmer Brothers Imperial Hefa uh, mm-hmm. I believe this is nine percent oh uh, yeah Imperial definitely yeah Uh, whereas their standard one I think is a 5.4 maybe in a, even a 5.0 so mm-hmm. it's it's a boozy version of their beer
1: okay well if you're going if you're going German I'm gonna go Belgian um, oh this smells so malty look at oh, so dark
0: Rev says, I'll take a chinchilla. (laughs) 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 Uh, While we're opening our beers, we'll get a couple of uh, shoutouts here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eric, uh, or Ursi, 78, uh, raises whiskey glass. Cheers, my friend. Uh, Let's say William sends over a good day, y'all. Hello. Chad says, drinking water tonight because it's patch night at work. Yes, definitely drink water. Uh, I I do not advise yeah. I do not advise drinking and patching. That is uh, mm-hmm. not a good combination. Uh, Rev chiming in with an Nkasi Megladom Triple IPA, oh, yeah. local favorite, ten mm-hmm. percent. Uh, that is such I, a good beer.
1: I I noticed that they changed their branding on that. They they switched up. Uh, uh, Nkasi
0: looked- has changed their entire can art style.
1: Yeah and Which, i'm really disappointed with I know, me too. I like the dinosaurs. Yeah. I like the, the 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 nasty metal death metal yeah. looking dinosaurs that they had on there.
0: Yeah. The, yeah, I thought
1: it looked cool. Uh they're still they
0: keep the beer names and so yeah. if you look at uh but it's they're going with like style and then name yeah. in, in their can art now. And so their triple IPA is now yeah. Megalodon. Whereas before it was like this heavy metal, you know, prehistoric shark yeah. uh and wrapped around the can and it was bada. uh their winter ale was slayer in the yeah. theme of slayer oh yeah and uh
1: and it had the slayer logo yeah it had the slayer like
0: logo yeah. and you know this this heavy metal you know santa's sleigh and whatever else now it's just winter ale it's yeah. so, it's so terrible i, I who signed off on this because why they,
1: yeah why they went minimalist i i don't know it it their other cans were so awesome.
0: Their they branding were- is so iconic, especially yeah. for the West Coast, that going minimalist completely kills it from yeah. anything you'd ever see on the store shelves. But what do I know? I'm not in marketing. Oh, wait, I freaking am. I,
1: I, <laughs> I, I, and it could be that their sales were dwindling. We're like, oh, we got to do, do something. Yeah. Let's change it up to make it look like it's a new beer or something like that. I, I don't yeah. know. So they went the complete opposite of what they had it before. Yeah. I, I don't know. But no, I I, I missed the dinosaurs too.
0: Yep, not a fan. Oh, I want them back. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, koalas drinking a Founder's Breakfast Stout. Nice. That's always an excellent one. Uh, is it just me? Uh, crappy Aussie internet or has the video froze? I don't think the video froze. I don't think so. Looks like we're all good. I think mm-hmm. it's just your crappy Aussie internet. Sorry. Uh let's see. Jason's drinking a coffee right now. Beer in oh. a bit. Check in when you get your beer. Although coffee is excellent too. Mm-hmm. Uh, often infinity's drinking a dragon's milk. Always a fan favorite around mm-hmm. here. John Jay's got a triple mosaic daydream by Other Half Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, triple New England IPA Hazy with a rating of 4.4 4 out of out of five on Untapped. As uh, Nicholas Cage would say, that's high
1: praise. <laughs> high praise.
0: <laughs> uh, Novella's got a Graysale Brewing Captain's Daughter Double IPA, eight and a half percent.
1: The Captain's Daughter, huh?
0: Yeah, Captain's Daughter. Excellent. Got some good stuff.
1: Oh, All there's right. somebody. There's somebody. Uh, Kaiju Kodo. It's got a Cali Cream and Peaches and Cream. Oh, I missed that. Which, yeah, Cali Cream and. Is an excellent just the default Cali cream and is an mm-hmm. excellent beer. It's the one that actually when you think when you when you conjure up the image of a cream beer, you think of like almost like a cream soda. When the Cali cream and actually tastes like that, <laughs> it's it's the closest you get to like a cream soda beer hybrid. The and and we did that one time when we were at CES. We found the Cali cream and orange. Mm-hmm. Which was excellent, but I had never seen a Cali Cream and Peaches and Cream. I would, I would like to find one of those too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: As Rep says, wow,
0: there's a Peaches and Cream.
1: I know, <laughs> I know. Like I gotta find one of those because Cali Cali Cream is one of my favorites.
0: I'm gonna go. Widmer Brothers, Portland area brewery. Um, this is not even a heft. This is not even a Hefa. This is not yeah. their beer.
1: Does it taste different? This is so
0: totally removed from that. Um, it's weird.
1: Is it really? It's hmm. re- It's really hoppy. I haven't had a, a Hef in a long time. Widmer Hef or Hefa,
0: it's, uh, it's in been... a long time, so... It's been at least a couple of years since I've had uh, a Widmer half. Typically, uh, if I go, I will say, even at larger events anymore, mm-hmm. like sporting events and, and concerts and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, the craft beer scene is much, much improved than it was even four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lot of the breweries, you know, you'll, on top of, you know, oh, we've got Budweiser and we've got Miller and we've got Bud Light you'll also see a 10 barrel there with an apocalypse and you will see a Sierra Nevada there with at least a pale. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh cool. I can have one of those. Uh, Before even that happened, Whitmer was kind of like the craft beer that always showed up everywhere. Uh, It was, you can get a bud or a Bud Light or a Miller or a Coors or a Whitmer Hef. Yep. And so I'd go to an event and I'd get a Whitmer Hef. Whitmer Hef. Yeah. Me too. Um, It's been a couple of years since I've had one, but I've had a million of them. And so Hmm. I know what they taste like. This is wildly different. Is it? Hmm.
1: You would think being an Imperial, it would be more malty, but you're saying it's more hoppy. It's hoppier. It's weird. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Even even the Widmer Hef has a little bit of that clove flavor. It does. Like a little Um, bit. Just just a touch, just enough mm-hmm. to let you know it's there and let you know it's definitely German-inspired.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is like Sierra Nevada made a Widmer or made a, tried a, a half.
1: So they up the, the hoppiness. It's then.
0: way, way hoppier. Hmm. Way hoppier. Um, and it, it finishes very, very sour and bitter uh, hmm. instead of warm and malty and sweet. Right. And, um,
1: much like my beer is warm and malty and sweet at the end, <laughs> it's, very, it's very good. It's it's like malt candy, man. This stuff mm-hmm. is really good.
0: Yeah, this is weird. Uh,
1: I don't know that I even like it. <laughs> it's it's so weird. <laughs> well, the nice thing about it is your fridge is just right there. You could switch it up if you want to. I could, and I do have a
0: backup here on here on the table in front of me. So. Uh I, I think I'm gonna drink this. I think it's okay. 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 If I had to rate it, mm-hmm. um like let's go let's go full untapped here. I see Imperial Hef, and you and I rate beers the same way. Mm-hmm. I see Hefeweizen. I don't taste Hefeweizen. I don't want to taste it.
1: Hefeweizen, yeah.
0: I started a three and I go down from there. Yeah. And yep. I started a three if I really like the beer, but you didn't include anything that's on the can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm starting this at a two seven five and then I'm oh. deducting points from there. So, um bitter finish on a half? No, that's that's another yeah. 0.25 off. Ooh, way hoppy. That's another point two like I'm out so of so I'm, I'm out of two I'm two, out of two two 225. Yeah. Two. And false falling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I I don't, I don't remember. It's been so long since I've had a half. I don't even know what I rated it that long ago. Some of them I've never they're so old that I it was you know, I was drinking before I started checking stuff into untapped. Yeah. And uh, like some of these old ones, like half And I'd go, Oh, I never checked that in because yeah. like I stopped drinking them by the time I started tracking everything. Right. By the time untapped came around, yeah. I was already
0: graduated from Widmer Hef.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let me see like, I, I don't
0: think I have a uh, black butte Porter checked in.
1: Yeah. I, no, I would almost I, guarantee I, that I don't. That was, that was one <laughs> that I was surprised too, that because black Butte Porter was like, my my first favorite beer. Yeah. Uh um and so uh yeah because and then I stopped drinking it because you know I like a variety. Yeah. So when I finally had it again I'm like, "Oh, I'm sure I have this." And I looked and like, "No, I don't." <laughs> I was you like, oh, check "Wow, this beer and you're like, "There's bullshit. a blind that's a blind spot <laughs> right there." Uh, so let's cool. see. The the Untapped Imperial Heff by Widmer is a 3.47 average. Uh I think I gave it uh i gave it um oh uh, there it is yeah i gave it a a, a 2.5 so i'm a little bit above we're pretty
0: you. close Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's why i love your beer ratings is you and yeah. i almost always agree
1: we're pretty close <laughs> yes we are
0: john will give something a four and i'll give it a, a 2.75 and it's like you're crazy i'm like it doesn't matter what not it, not it says somebody. yeah i know yeah but it was still really good i'm like it, it's supposed to it be this beer it's and supposed to it's have not. it yeah
1: yeah i've had i've had lots of beers like that where it's like oh we have like cherry like like when they have cherries and like uh, a porter or a stout yeah and i don't taste any cherry yeah like that's like instantly points off right there yeah like i want i want some cherry at least some cherry not not a hint not a barely aftertaste if i smack my lips for five minutes i get a hint of cherry in there yeah uh, I, it, want, it, I want, I want at least to be in the at least at least in the back of the throat somewhere. If if you make a barrel-aged stout with coconut, mm-hmm. and I
0: don't taste the barrel and I don't taste coconut, you're a two and a half in my book. Yeah, I don't care yeah. how good you actually are; you're a two yeah. and a half because you didn't deliver what you said.
1: You're a filthy liar. Right? You're can's lying.
0: Right? I want to know what's going into my mouth. Yeah, it's good advice all
1: around. It is.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, knowing what's good about to come down. Oh, I thought uh, she was speaking
1: of what's going in my mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unraid uh, made a little bit of a kerfuffle over the weekend. Yeah, I um, saw it. And uh, so they dropped a software update on Saturday, and some people started digging into to the updated code and found references for not free. And not yearly and not lifetime, but Starter, Unleashed, and Lifetime Licensure, which Mm -hmm. is a complete departure from Unraid's standard license model. Uh, Unraid had a free tier, they had a $20 annual tier, and they had a $50 lifetime tier. And Mm -hmm. so you pay $50, you can run unlimited clients, unlimited storage devices, whatever. Um they appear to be at least speculation over the weekend was, oh, they're going to jump the shark. They're going to start charging buckets of money. They're going to eliminate everyone's licensure. If you bought a lifetime license, they're going to cancel it and name it a new product. And you blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the fear and dread of these types of changes uh, for small communities. Um, Not that Unraid's a small community, uh, but you know, you see a home lab product go the way of commercialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: are the the German term Scheisse-vacation? shizification, shizification. Scheize- yeah, yeah. shizification, Scheisse. Why can't I say that? That's because I'm drinking Scheiße. Scheiße. <laughs> <laughs> Which which is really fun. <laughs>
0: the, the the reason Scheiße. I know Scheisse!
1: Yeah. There we go.
0: There we go. The, 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 the reason. Yeah, you have to <laughs> when you say it. Yeah. Um, the the reason i know some of those early german words is uh uh wolfenstein that's how they snuck swear words into oh, yeah. the english game is, in german is, uh, <laughs> when, when you kill some of the the soldiers in wolfenstein 3D they mm. go Kopf, which is shithead
1: yeah uh, <laughs> that's well when you learn a new language the first thing you learn is swear words first word thing you it. learn is all the swear words right it's always it's always the case yeah
0: i did take 3 le- 3 years of german and so I know a lot of swears. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah. So one of the worst things that you can do to a community is launch new code in an open source operating system uh, that includes licensure for which there's no documentation for Mm -hmm. and not also announce your price changes to go along with that because it leads to rampant speculation. And that's kind of what we saw over the weekend yep. was this dropped midday Saturday. And by the end of day Saturday, people were blowing up Unraid. Go, I've yep. used Unraid for you. I will never use Unraid again. And you know, the yep. usual response when there's yep. no information to be had. So you mm-hmm. have to fear the worst.
1: Yeah, rampant speculation. Yeah,
0: Right. Uh To Unraid's credit, uh, Monday, now late day Monday, but on Monday, they did respond and said, as some figured out, there are new licenses coming down the pipe. Um, None of them are free. That That is one key differentiating feature. None of Unraid's licenses are free. Um... The starter license will support up to four devices, and what that means is four storage devices. Uh and four devices as in four individual disks. Mm. Not great. Although mm. if you have a small, you know, three to four disk NAS, not a terrible thing. That's not a
1: bad that's not a big thing. It's
0: not yeah. a bad thing. You know, if yeah. you, if you've got a small enclosure, you you know, you only want to run four discs, you've got, you know, four eight terabyte drives that you picked up. Yeah, it's probably yeah. right up your alley. Um uh, and it will be offered at a lower price than today's basic key. Uh, Unleashed supports an unlimited number of devices. This will be an annual um, uh, renewal and is the same price as today's plus key, which I believe is $40 a year. I'm, I'm not overly familiar with Unraid's current pricing.
1: What was the what was the price on the starter?
0: Uh, I'm think. actually going to look up what pricing is right now because I've I'm curious.
1: Um, yeah, because I was I was reading about this earlier and I didn't see here we go. if anybody had listed what this what the starter price is gonna be. Um
0: so they're lowering basic uh, to four attached devices, but they're also lowering the price. They didn't say what the price would be, but it's gonna be lower than fifty nine. Uh their unleashed is now gonna have unlimited devices, and that's gonna be 89, so it's gonna be the same price. Uh and then right now, if you pay for pro, which is $129, that's unlimited. Uh, and I don't know about their lifetime. But yeah, these are all annual prices. Uh, so forgive me, they did not have a free tier. Uh, yeah. Oh or no, buy is. once, use for life. So these are all lifetime. Mm. Okay. Okay there it is i I knew they were life they had a lifetime I didn't realize they were all lifetime, so okay basic is fifty nine uh and that's gonna be uh less expensive, but also only four devices mm-hmm. uh and you get the the new plan will be you can upgrade for a year uh the new unleashed will go from 12 devices to unlimited devices. It will stay at $90. And same kind of thing, you get upgrades for a year, but then after a year, if you wanna upgrade your OS, you need to pay the licensure again or upgrade to a lifetime license. Mm -hmm. The Pro is going away in favor of a lifetime license. I'm gonna guess this comes in somewhere around $199, Mm -hmm. if I had to fathom a guess. Uh, It makes sense that it would be two to two and a half times what a plus license would be. Uh, also supports Unlimited, and that would be lifetime upgrades as long Bad. as you can can use them. Uh, so, yeah, they haven't actually announced new pricing yet. Uh, and nothing will change for existing... Uh, licensures, right. uh, they, they so. did say that. So if you have an existing license, you will be able to carry that license for as long as that license lasts. If you have a lifetime uh, subscription already or a pro license already, then your pro license is good for the year. And if and when you're ready to upgrade, cool, you're ready to upgrade.
1: Well, yeah. That's because said they're, they're grandfathering everything in, okay. which means people are probably going to buy that pro tier right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm, I don't, it's probably going to be going up so let's go bite the bullet get it now right and then i'll have it have it have it grandfathered in
0: yeah uh current licenses are lifetime are they unlimited lifetime upgrades or are they because the new tier is annual uh the new tier is for 12 months um so yeah again i'm not overly familiar with with uh, unraid's licensures uh uh I will say the response to the new pricing plan has been fairly measured and and yeah, we get it from most yeah. of the community that I've seen uh a lot of them kind of understand selling a one time license fee does not a good business model make, yeah uh the only revenue you have coming in is going to be from brand new customers.
1: And eventually you're going to plateau. And eventually you're going to
0: plateau. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Skull said he's thinking $250 for the new license. Yeah. My guess is at least $199. I would not be surprised at $249. I wouldn't even be surprised at $299 Hmm. uh, for that license. Um, But uh, it's definitely going to be more expensive than... Uh, and okay and I've got a couple people chiming in yes the current licenses are unlimited upgrades for life so yeah you're limited on devices but you still get lifetime upgrades Uh, once you if you buy sometime next week these will these will start being available I think sometime in March Uh, they are grandfathering old licenses but eliminating them entirely and then starting fresh with new licensure for new customers only uh, those will be annual unless you buy the lifetime license, which pricing mm. has not been announced on yet.
1: Yep, so you're going to see a spike in the current unlimited license. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm sure they've probably seen it already, actually. They're like, all right, let's do it. Despite yeah. bite the bullet. I mean, honestly, 129 for a unlimited lifetime license, it's not that bad of a deal. It's pretty good. It's really not. I mean, when you consider what the
0: retail price of... Mm-hmm. Windows is mm-hmm. which is $99 or 129 for an OEM right. license. Uh right. 99 is the upgrade. 129 yeah. is the OEM. Uh then yeah, you're kind of right in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Now, when's the last time you heard of anyone spending $100 on Windows?
1: Yeah, most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> <Most> people don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. It either comes bundled or you buy mm-hmm. it somewhere else. Uh by the way, license reselling uh, outside of region completely legal in yeah. pretty much oh, yeah. every region.
1: You can't you can get up a I think Windows 10, Windows 11 for like twenty twenty five bucks or something like that. Yeah, at different key stores. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: now the problem with key stores is often is oftentimes they are linked to. Rampant credit card fraud where they are buying licenses and then reselling they're, them using stolen credit cards so they're not even paying Microsoft what they owe yeah, them. Yeah, legally. there are
1: there are some that are more reputable than others. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: yeah. I, as a blanket statement, do not... Uh, will not ever sell an advertisement to a uh, software reseller, software website, key, mm-hmm. you know, CD key website. Key stars, yeah, yeah. Simply because... All of them have a bad name. Uh, You know, I've used a couple throughout the years. Uh, I only ever buy Windows licenses, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there have been so many stories about these fly-by-night CD key websites getting hit with uh, chargebacks from credit card companies because they use stolen credit cards. Oh yeah, yeah. They they buy numbers that they then buy dozens of license keys to get the, the, the CD key which then they can resell for, you know, 15 or 20 bucks when they pay $8 for it. And then the chargeback
1: Uh, comes and you use, you lose your license. Then the
0: chargeback comes. No, you don't necessarily use your license. Uh, But the company that they bought the license from, whether it's Steam, whether gaming companies, all that. If you're an indie developer and someone buys a Russian or Brazilian CD key from you, uh you already have to sell that at a lower market value than the u.s so say you charge twenty dollars for a game and they pay eight dollars for the russian copy of it uh you then get charged back for that and Mm -hmm. you don't even get your 30 percent well
1: steam steam has been cracking down on that type of stuff they they have they have been very big region lockdowns on a lot of stuff um yeah but the, I, also, I have seen with Steam, too, that if, there, if you do have a key that you, that you bought from, like, a gray site and then the chargeback happens, mm-hmm. I've seen those keys get revoked and the game just disappears from your library. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is not a sure thing. And it happens so many times and I've heard basically every CD site that's ever approached me, they have gotten nailed within a couple of years for exactly this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I have a blanket statement: I don't work with them. Period.
1: Well, I know that some of them they they license their platform out to third party sellers, mm-hmm. is because is, they're probably not doing the credit card fraud. It's right. these third party sellers that are going through them as and and sending them on their store that do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about all the CD the CD key stores, but some of them do that.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: pretty yeah sure some key. of them are
0: just a marketplace. Yeah. Or. So, uh, Unraid, maybe next time, if you're going to include pricing change license agreements uh, in your update code, uh, don't let it snowball on you. Make the announcement first and then post your update. Yeah, because this
1: this probably cost them quite a bit of money because their unlimited license that they're going to put out or unleash, whatever, it's probably going to be higher than what the unlimited is right now. Mm -hmm. And you have about a month before the price uh, structures change. Right. And you're going to get all the people that are going to buy the Unlimited right now. And all that additional Mm -hmm. revenue is gone now.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, What's really funny is, uh, speaking of stolen credit cards and everything else, I'm actually bringing some wallets to the store uh, uh, later this week. Uh, The initial run will be uh, limited colors. Uh, I have... I have some stock of each color, but I'm offering a whole bunch of different styles. Now, I kind of showed you, but I kind of want to paint a picture for everyone that's out in the audience right now. Uh, Let's say you have a minimalist wallet. What's the funniest thing that you can put on it that makes technical sense from like a, a tech company side of things? I thought HTTP error codes, HTTP status codes that correlate really really well when you think about it in the sense of a wallet right follow me here uh error 429 too many requests (laughs) uh there's the obvious 404 money not found money not found uh but basically i've I've got like 13 or 14 different error codes that i'm going to be offering uh you can choose your color and you can choose your error code and they're going to be printed out just like this on the wallet by the way nice Metal wallet, uh, uh, money clip on it, uh, craft competing logo, and just, uh, you know, good little wallet. Uh, Let's see. 402 error is payment required. 406 is not acceptable. 410 is gone. Uh, 413 (laughs) is probably my favorite. Uh, Payload too large.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's a good one.
0: There's so many good, like, if you start thinking of it in the idea of a wallet, All of them make sense. Oh yeah,
1: they make fun. It's fun.
0: 451, unavailable for legal reasons. (laughs) 429, too many requests. 426, Mm. upgrade required. 424, failed dependency. Um, These are all going to be available. You can choose your error code. You can choose your color. Uh, I've got five colors from the start. Um, depending on which ones are popular, depending on which ones sell, uh, we're going to be making another very large order of some colors and, uh, those will be available, I believe on Friday.
1: Nice. Um, So coming soon. Yes. Very, very soon.
0: Are those Ridge wallets? I can't call them Ridge wallets. They are metal RFID blocking minimalist wallets. Mm -hmm. They're really good quality. Um, I've sent four of these out into the wild over the last four months or so
1: uh
0: because i wanted my friends and family to test them out first if i'm going to be carrying an item i want to make sure it's actually going to last kind of like my glasses like yeah i have bought so many sample glasses over the last year um i've i've been trying to bring tasters to the market i can't find a taster that i can reliably engrave um uh i might be bringing out shot glasses before too long though I, i do have some uh some shot glasses. Nice big
1: thick glass like that. Yeah. Real
0: big thick glass. Yeah. yeah.
1: But those 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 hard wallets, we just chucked them over the overpass a couple of times, to make sure they're stuck together. Yeah. And they're still good. Yeah. They're still good. But no, uh, I, I've got a, a,
0: a couple of people, uh, I've, like I said, I've sent out four of these so far. And the reviews that have come back to me from friends and family are, this is amazing. I literally use it every day. It has held up remarkably well. Uh, I think you have a good product on your hands. So I'm really happy with these. Uh, I believe I'm going to be sending these out for... I think I'm going to be posting these for $24. Uh, so $24, minimalist wallet, craftcomputing.store, merchandising, where the real merchandising merchandising YouTube is and, made. And, and
1: still flat rate shipping.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice addition, Steve. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I've also thought about... Uh, Uh, Doing some other funny phrases on them, Uh, open for Cisco support, (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, uh, I I have my flasks as well that I've been looking at expanding the nomenclature on them because right now it's in case of DNS. Um, yeah. I've been thinking about opening that up and including a whole bunch of different companies in case of Cisco, in case of VMware, in case of Intuit, in case of- Oh, Intuit, yeah. <laughs> uh, in case of Active Directory, like let's mm-hmm. just name all of the the uh,
1: thing, software the that we all have to work yeah. with.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe the flasks will be getting an upgrade as of uh,
1: pretty quickly. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if you engrave these things on the fly anyway, Having the ability to people to pick their own phrase, that's that's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome, actually. Yeah, these are all made to order. And so, uh, you know, this
0: one was a one-off. If you want blue, if you want green, if you want red, black, gray, I've got a whole bunch of different colors that are coming. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see which ones are popular, which ones get uh, kind of the most uh, positive feedback. And I think we'll go from there. In case of marketing slash sales team,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's in, in case of early morning meeting.
0: Yep. Yeah. Five twenty five handshake failed. That's not a bad one. Um let's see. I I I've been keeping a, a log of all of my my different uh ideas. By the way, I also have the, the pin number one.
1: Oh yeah. One, two, three, four.
0: <laughs> uh just so it can remind you of the of the combination to your luggage.
1: Yeah, so. that's just to say some Spaceballs reference.
0: Right, yeah. Spaceballs the wallet.
1: Yeah, Spaceballs the wallet. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: uh I've been keeping, I, I have a list like 40 long uh, mm-hmm. of like potential wallet and or flask ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. For wallets, uh, tastes like rotten fruit and pennies. That was a quote from me. <laughs> uh, Chip cards are totally secure, you guys. Yep. <laughs> uh, they're not action figures, they're collectibles. Yep. <laughs> For macro transactions only. Uh, 500 internal error, please try again after payday. There you go. Uh, contains no crypto, only money. <laughs> <laughs> Owner carries only twenty dollars or twenty eight thousand four hundred twenty seven Doge coins. There you go. <laughs> Ask me about my crypto wallet. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah,
1: I've got, got so many. Ones. That's awesome. I like it. <laughs> Have you thought about uh, uh, letting letting users customize their message if they wanted to?
0: I've I've considered doing that as well. The problem is. Um,
1: I don't really have char- character limitations. There's like going to be a character
0: count and even character count. I don't know if it's going to fit until right. I lay it out. Yeah. Um, for all of these, I have it, it already pre-laid out. I've mm-hmm. I already have all the templates that I'm going to, to offer for sale. Mm. They're already done. They're already on my machine. I literally just have to set the wallets down and cut them. Mm. Um, uh, I have considered looking at doing some custom options, um, even doing custom order stuff. Do you want some metal business cards? Do you want some promotional items for your business? I'm literally a laser house. I can. cut want. I want whatever, I'll, I'll, you, whatever you
1: want. Shirokin, uh business cards that I can throw. I
0: just. People. I just cut a colleague of mine uh, some 0.8 millimeter stainless steel business cards.
1: Oh, nice! Well, you put them in this Chinese star and just. Oh,
0: you. He... You could kill someone with it. It's <laughs> it's pretty impressive. It's like
1: it's like odd job if you had a business card.
0: Uh, one ten response is stale. Uh, I also, uh, Allison, you have to have 418. I have 418. 418 is in there.
1: I'm a teapot, yes, of course.
0: No, it's tip me over and pour me out. It's oh, I'm okay. a little teapot.
1: That's, I'm a little teapot. But
0: the error 418 is tip me over and pour me out. Pour me out, yeah, because I'm it's a little teapot.
1: It's in
0: there. Alma <laughs> okay. says it should be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense on a wallet because pins are four numbers. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, the joke is there, but it's a, it's a, it's a
1: transpositional joke. Yes. It's a, it's a updated for modern audience joke. Yes. <laughs>
0: I trained in LLM and all I got was this flask t-shirt wallet, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I use Arch, by the way, that could totally be one. I only accept payment in Ampere or Ada Lovelace cards. <laughs> yeah. Not antisocial, just not user-friendly. That's also a fantastic suggestion. Yeah. In case you see something, say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and drink like to that. forget. And yeah. drink to forget.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So wallets. Coming soon to the store, uh, craftcomputing.store. I believe I will be launching these on Friday, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, let's see. I have the same password on my on my admin accounts. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> this is, uh, is often Infinity.
1: <laughs> Send more money, more money by to my buy bits. my bits. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, forbidden or access denied are also good. Uh, I do have, um, I have two o four no content. I believe two o five is access denied. Um, I don't think don't, I have access denied on there.
1: No, two o five is reset content.
0: Oh, reset content. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Oh, two
1: o three. Yeah, two o three is is uh not authorized. Not authorized. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Error too many stop bits. Um, I thought about doing a CSS error where the text falls off. Oh, the is wallet. this a little bit off? Yeah,
1: <laughs> or it's just kind of cut off there.
0: I thought about doing one where uh, I
1: designed know. my wallet in CSS and it's yeah kind of, CSS it's cut out off. of frame or something like that and it,
0: it F R A M and the M cuts off. <laughs> cuts off yeah, <laughs> there's so many good ideas. anyway speaking of good ideas that can only lead to positive things right Um, always crowd fan crowd and or fan favorite Vizio Mm
1: -hmm. the
0: the little tv company that brings basically some of the best performance per dollar to the tv market uh Walmart is expected to close a deal this summer to purchase Vizio entirely for 2.3 billion dollars why would they buy a tv company when they already own hisense and and uh gosh what's the other one there's a couple others that they own Uh,
1: forget what other ones they own but yes um
0: yeah hisense uh what's the brand that makes everything from toasters to tvs to everything else there's there's another brand that um, Incent Inconnect. No, Connect is the name of their their TV appliances. But yeah, there's there's another brand that I want to say it starts with a D that Walmart has like everything from garden
1: tools to home stereos. It's their it's their their generic brand that they slap everything on. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Anyway. Vizio, soon to become a Walmart brand if the deal goes through for an estimated $2.3 billion pending regulatory clearance. Now, why would Walmart want to buy another electronics manufacturer? Uh, On? Uh, It is on now. There was another one. Yeah, Walmart owns On. Yeah, I knew that. Um...
1: It's pronounced on. There's a, there's another on...
0: brand though. They make microwaves. They do coffee makers. They do they did TVs. They did yeah. stereos. I know what, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, Westinghouse. Thank you. There you go. There Westinghouse. You go. That's fun. Yes. yes. Um, no, it's not Hamilton Beach. Hamilton Beach and Hamilton Beach surprisingly enough is independent.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they and they're mostly more kitchen stuff. But they, yeah, I don't think they I don't think they do TVs. No. Uh yeah, Westinghouse is who I was thinking of.
0: Um, but, uh, why would Walmart want to buy a TV manufacturer, a TV OEM? Ooh, well, curious. it's curious. not necessarily for their IP. It's because of their ad delivery network that's built into their TVs now. Which just pisses me right the F off. Yeah. Welcome to modern consumerism, where your data and being able to deliver ads to you is more valuable than being a manufacturer of TVs. That's why I mean, Walmart bought them.
1: Uh, oh well, and that's probably why their TVs are cheaper and, yep. and, and still halfway decent, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a Vizio TV. I know John, like, has a ton of vizio tvs because they're cheap and he has yeah. like lots he likes lots of tvs
0: my my main screen's a vizio it's a yeah. 75 inch
1: 4k it's yeah beautiful it's a fine tv yeah um but and the good thing is is like you know since we have things like pie hole we can block those ads
0: which is nice but yes yeah. for
1: your average consumer no they won't be able to um and yeah no and walmart's gonna use that durabrand Durabrand. Durabrand was the oh!
0: lag. There was Westinghouse, which is also guilty of the same thing, but Durabrand. Thank you. I yeah. knew it started with a D.
1: Thank they you. Do TVs. Yes, they well do Well done, things.
0: Glenn. Points to Glenn. Uh, yeah, Vizio was less expensive than Roku. Ain't that the truth? I know. <laughs> um, which, by the way, uh, Roku has been increasingly delivering ads to your screen. I don't know if anyone's noticed this in the last 12 months or so. Uh but it used to be you had the the scrolling background with the three mm-hmm. or four layers that showed the the waterscape and the cities and had like a whole bunch of, you know, movie references like from Ninja Turtles to Superman to right. Mary Poppins and everything in between. Um and that was great. And then all of a sudden there were billboards that started showing up and it was like, Oh, watch Roku TV for, you know, this latest thing that we're playing for free that you already have a subscription service for. So screw yeah. it. Um to now you get everything from Literal Walmart ads <laughs> uh,
1: delivered directly to your screen. Yeah, uh, I mean everything is going this way. I mean even Amazon Prime is yeah. even your your Prime uh, uh, subscription isn't enough to give you ad free experience from um, Amazon videos. Now it's gonna they're gonna start inserting ads into uh, if you have you have to, I think you have to add an extra what five bucks or something like that. To your Amazon Prime if you want an ad free Amazon Prime experience. Yeah. When yeah. I mean, everything's going that way. yep, so, Yep. And so Walmart wants a piece of that action.
0: I know it's hypocritical of me to sit here on YouTube uh sitting next to things that I put together today to shoot an ad for tomorrow yeah. that I will force <laughs> you to watch to make money from. Yeah. Um I know. I don't like it either, okay? I hate this aspect of my job. I try to make it fun. Yeah, you do. I and also don't collect nice data finance. on you. Yeah, that's um, true. Well, I can't necessarily say that because I do have to report to some of my ad integrations what the user click rate is, uh, uh, what the click-through rate is, and that's, that's how a, I that's set a... some of my pricing. So yes, I do collect data on you. That's a one. point of data. I'm sorry.
1: That's, a, that's more of a statistic than a personal data thing.
0: Yeah, there, there's nothing personal. It's literally yeah. you click on a button. I, I click a, a lap timer. Yeah. Uh, that's all that is. Um, I'm not giving any personally identifiable information right. or even anonymized data. I'm giving literally a one, two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, do I like it? No. Would I switch to another model if... if the opportunity presented itself. Yes, I have heavily considered going to a one hundred percent buy-in method. No longer posting videos yeah. on YouTube. Um, subscription based. Yeah. Being subscription based. Uh, if I could give, if if every one of my subscribers would give me a dollar a year, done.
1: Yeah, I'll host yeah, the videos
0: myself.
1: Yeah. A dollar a year
0: is cheap. I mean, if if you if you give me one dollar per year, I will deliver minimum one hundred and fifty videos per year,
1: plus live shows. I mean, that's happened to some people who set up just really dumb GoFundmes. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, go send me a buck so I can I'll eat this chicken live at the beach. I'll eat it all. And there's he gets he gets like two hundred thousand dollars. Because they all sent him a buck. And I'm like, okay.
0: Deezbit <laughs> uh, says float plane.
1: You do go through float plane already.
0: I am on float plane. Um, I like float plane for existing. Float plane works when you're the size of Linus. Yeah. Float plane does not work when you're the size of Jeff. Um... Unless, of course, I can get everyone to decide that it works and everyone give me a dollar. And that's kind of what Linus is trying to do. Hey, all of my 10 million people, give me a dollar. Right. Like, that's, that's what he's trying to do. Um, it's a good business model. Uh, and for, but even for his number of employees, $10 million a year after, you know, everything. That doesn't even come close to covering his payroll. Like good yeah, lord, I he, know. he employs a hundred
1: people. I know that's a, that's that's a small company. I mean, that's a good small company right there. Right. So yeah, it's it takes a lot, and it's it's not. He's also a Canadian company too. He's not U.S. based, right? No, he's he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said that.
0: Um, but uh, you know, he, I think he even has fifteen million. So if every subscriber gave him a dollar a year, he doesn't even make payroll. Yeah. Like that's the reality of his business. Um with me if if all 330,000 of my subscribers gave me a dollar it's more than twice what i cleared last year right uh like like that's really i could do whatever you wanted and i could buy hardware myself and i could dive yeah. into any project i wanted um but because it's not on youtube it's not discoverable and no one's there to
1: watch it yeah it has well, to yeah, be that's, 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 that's kind of a bit of a weird dichotomy. So I, I just, and this is kind of a weird anecdote, but it dovetails into this pretty well. I just watched, um, I don't know if you guys know, it's another YouTuber, uh, Max Miller. It's completely different. He does like uh, food and history type stuff behind it. Mm-hmm. And he did this recent thing about uh, how did uh, a tire company, Michelin, become a food critic. Right. Like you see these Michelin star types things. Well, how did that, how did that happen? Uh, so, and apparently what it was is being a tire company, they wanted to put out guides to places that people would, would drive. drive to. Right. And if they would drive more, they would buy tires more. Right. So, so they, they started putting out these guides and, um, at first they gave them out for free. And then, um, they were like uh semi-popular or something like that, but they, they didn't really like, uh, uh, reach the, the people like they wanted it to. So they ended up charging a small fee because they thought, well, if it's worth something, if it's a small fee, people will think it's more valuable, right? So they'll they'll actually use it. And so they charge a small fee and they end up being, you know, more successful and and then the whole thing like that. But with YouTube stuff and video, everyone is so used to it, everything being free, Mm -hmm. that if you start charging even a dollar, you're going to lose a bunch of people.
0: I can't even carry 10% over. I can't even carry 1% over to a monetization from YouTube because people expect this kind of content to be free. Even though, traditionally, we have paid for this kind of content through a cable package, through a subscription, through something. It's it's integrated into a cost that you're paying. But as soon as I ask for an a la carte subscription, people Mm -hmm. go well, I would only do that for ESPN and I'd only give them $5. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah. uh, for those recommending Floatplane, here's what I will say. I have 240 backers on Floatplane. I clear $350 a month. I make a $1.59 per subscriber on Floatplane. Average. Yeah. Which is decent. $1.59 uh-huh. per subscriber per month. Not bad. It's not bad. Can I carry 330,000 of them over?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Can I carry 200,000 of them over? No. Of my 332,000 subscribers, I've carried 220 over. My so. my Patreon, 895, I think, is the current number that I'm at. My Patreon is 890 people. Um, I make about $2,500 a month from Patreon. It's one of my main income sources. It's my second income source to selling pre-roll ads. It's, it's more money than I make on YouTube. 894 people give me more money than YouTube does yeah. for posting videos on YouTube.
1: But you give them a benefit with Patreon, right? So they get access to discords and, and early access to stuff. Right. So there's a value to that. Um, in,
0: in total, I've converted 1,100 people from free to monetized out of yeah. 330,000.
1: It's not a good conversion rate. <laughs> yeah. So yes, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like a lot of people expect YouTube. They they're so used to YouTube being free. Yep. That they get mad when you have to pay for stuff like that. right. Like, people oh, get mad when
0: it. I put pre-roll ads in.
1: Yeah, I know. The video it's actually like, well, starts I,
0: at one minute and ten seconds. I, I'm sorry. Do you, did you like this five thousand dollar server that I just built? Yeah. I have to pay for that. You somehow. have to do that. Yeah. I have in my possession four Epic Genoa CPUs. Why haven't you seen a video on it yet? Because I can't find a partner to deliver DDR5 ECC memory because and I also don't have $2000 to buy DDR5 R DIMMs to put in the server to make it work. I have everything else. I've got the motherboard, I've got power supply, I've got case, I've got everything ready to rock on this system. I can't afford the DDR5 R DIMMs mm. to put in the system.
1: I'm so about stuck. ready to
0: call AMD and Asrock Rack and say I'm sorry I can't review these products. I'm gonna send them back.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't make it work unless you guys help me out here.
0: Yeah,
1: I can sweeten the pot a little bit.
0: Zach says, "Jokes on you." I'm monetized right from the start.
1: Thank you. That's why you're the <laughs> best. No, but I mean, it's. I mean, it, it's. A, it's a dollar for the Patreon, and you still get on the Discord. The Discord's a ton of fun anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not to, not to like inject another advertisement in here, but no, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a nice place to hang out. It really is.
0: Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cormacore sends over to Canadian and he's sleeping. I don't know if it's because we were talking shop or what. Uh, Cody says he subscribes on float plane, uh, which I appreciate for. I, I appreciate you. Uh, Linus is five foot six. You are what? Plus six. You are bigger than Linus.
1: <laughs> Technically true. Technically true. Kind of- the best kind of. I'm trick. twice
0: the man Linus is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have a selfie with Linus, so.
1: Uh, you, are you just like towering above him?
0: Oh God, yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you have to? Did you have to squat a little bit?
0: Um, I did. Hold on, I'll I'll find it here.
1: Uh, okay, while you're looking for, there oh, we, we have. Go. Um, here's it. Here's a. Uh, uh, super chat yeah. oh there we are yes oh yeah he definitely yeah. looks small he's like an ewok yeah
0: <laughs> um my 11 year old daughter is five inches shorter than him
1: oh my gosh <laughs> i i haven't seen your daughters in a while uh knowing that they're your kids they're probably going to be pretty tall yeah yeah
0: my 11 year old is the tallest of the bunch like yeah like statistically she's 99th percentile uh she's going to be over six foot um uh middle kid little bit. uh she's probably i mean she's going to be like above average for a woman but above average at like five nine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh you know taller but not insane not not like miss insane miss is going to be like six one six two yeah she's going to be up there uh from all the projections um Anyway, Green sends over five dollars. Thank you very much, Green. Appreciate it. Uh Star Wars Battlefront Collection announced. All major platforms, including Switch, Steam Store, listings, seems to say LAN and Co-op intact. 64 players. Ooh, that's gotta be fun. Yeah,
1: that's gonna be good because that was honestly my favorite Battlefront. I mean, yeah. even with the, even with the new ones from EA Battlefront. 2 this
0: hits on so many different levels yeah
1: i don't know i don't know where ea went wrong all they had to do was just like stick with the same formula update the graphics put new maps in there would have been great but no they had to like microtransaction it put all that other crap in there i mean it's still a beautiful game don't get me wrong but that's just it just doesn't hit the same
0: Uh, battlefront collection announced, uh, let's see coming March 14th.
1: Yeah. It's coming next month. Yeah. I I just, I just read about that today too.
0: That's in time for PDX LAN.
1: It is. It is.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, switch PS5, PS4, Xbox series X and S Xbox one PC via steam. For $35. That's not bad. Restored online play for up to 64 players, expansions to hero assault mode, and all previously released bonus content for both titles. Steam users will also enjoy Steam Deck support. That's pretty awesome.
1: Steam Deck support's big. That's good.
0: That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got another super chat. Daryl sends over two Aussie bucks. Thank you so much. Here's two dollary dues. Uh, not one buck, but but dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, and, and Zach says, Craft Computing and I have a selfie with Tech Tech Potato. <laughs> uh, yes, you do have a selfie with Tech Tech Potato, don't you? Uh, Ordinary Dude says, Jeff, your ads are fine. People need to join the Patreon and get on the Discord server when possible. I agree with that statement. Yeah. Um, I don't like selling ads, but if I have to sit through an ad, I'd rather it be enjoyable. That's that's one thing I always appreciated from a lot of other channels. I like the ads that LTT runs because they're 10 seconds. Today's video is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. The blah, 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 blah for blah. Click the link down in the video description to learn more. And you're on to the video. Yeah, That's great. They can charge whatever they want for that because they're LTT. Because every video gets one and a half million views, bar none. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. As long as you get a mention and there's a link in the description, the ancillary clicks you will get from that is insane. It, yeah. If they, if they get a five
1: percent click through, right. That's fifty thousand clicks. So here's the here's the thing. I think while while Linus Tech Tips does that because like if he tried to do a nice production like you did and made some really funny ads and stuff like that, yeah. Most people, because he's got a huge subscriber base. Yeah. Even if it's entertaining, a good number of the people will just go through it, just like click, click through yeah. it. They'll just, they'll just pass over it. Yeah. But if he makes them short, sweet, and quick, mm-hmm. less time for people to be able to click over it, more people will actually watch it. Yeah. That's probably why he does it. You probably do it because it keeps people's butts in the seat a little mm-hmm. bit more.
0: I don't want you to click off my video. Yeah,
1: and if yours I are put an anything. ad that's
0: boring as crap, that's sixty seconds long. Today's video is brought to you by blah 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 and the blah 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 it's it's the, blah. It's the best thing that's ever happened. It's since the, blah, họada, blah, the, blah, from the blah 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 yeah. blah. You can you can visit the blah 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 at here dot com and and click pre order and go to their Kickstarter. And blah blah blah. By the way, thanks to blah 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 for sponsoring today's. No one wants to sit through that. No one does. No. I don't want to sit through that. No. Yeah. But I would rather create a Lexar SSD ad of a conglomeration of movie trailers with explosions and car chases and everything else and make it fun. And yeah, it it took me four hours to produce that. But I also charged a decent penny for that. They ran it multiple times and people go, oh my God, that's an SSD commercial. That's amazing.
1: And you know what? My
0: click-through rate goes up and no one clicks off my videos. It's beneficial to everyone involved. Yeah. Uh uh Cormacur sends over two Canadian. We take those. Uh six plus kid will be great for maintenance top of racks what? Oh, six foot plus kid will be great for maintaining top of rack server.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> she can she can get the dusting at the top pretty yeah, easy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean I'm six four, so I can already do a lot of that myself. But but yes. It would be nice one day to to be able to put them to work. I love how we went from like Walmart and incessant advertising to me going, (laughs) like, here's how I do my advertising, and I'm sorry it's incessant, but I need the money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's natural flow of conversation.
0: Following a a lengthy ad for craftcomputing.store and an upcoming product, which I all hope you buy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, I am finished with my first beer me too i am done as well and that was a hefty 10 percent. i'm feeling pretty loose i'm feeling pretty good i'm ready for the next beer
0: this one mellowed out as it got a little warmer that's how Um, most beers do anyway the the, the hops kind of they just relaxed i don't think a little bit
1: i don't think the hops relax i think what it is is the maltiness of the imperial went up so the sweetness kind of Curved at the edge of the the hoppy bitterness.
0: I still hesitate to call any of the back end sweet. Okay, it is still Fair very enough. bitter. It is still the became... sour note that it left me with from the start. Yeah, that that doesn't exist anymore. But it doesn't warm at all. Mm-hmm. It starts bitter and it stays bitter. And whereas before yeah. it left you with like this. This isn't the right descriptor, but like sour right. cucumber kind of thing. Uh, now it yeah. just stays a little bitter. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't yes. great. Some beers, some beers benefit from warm a little warming. Some beers yeah. do not. Right. Um, this one benefited. I will say that.
0: My... I think warmed up... I think a 2.5. I think I'm going to fully agree with you. Yeah, it's not 2. the worst 5, thing right. I've ever had.
1: Yeah,
0: It's drinkable... It is nine percent, but it ain't a half. It's not German inspired. No,
1: they probably just used like uh, a hefeweizen yeast. Yeah, that's it, and that's it, that's it. Uh, they may have fermented it at uh, higher temperatures, which you need to do with a hefeweizen. But yep. uh, that's about it. That may be as far as it goes. Yep. I'm real excited about this. From the sticky hands, the marmalade. Oh yeah. Now, aroma right away, it smells like normal Sticky Hands, like very dank, very, yeah. you know. Sticky
0: like. Hands, for those who don't know, it's out at, of it's at Block 15 out of Corvallis, Oregon. It is a local brewery. They are not widely distributed. Just, um, <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> you okay, that, Steve? It's that good. It's that good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to have to find that now. I got to go out good. tomorrow no, and find that. It's it's good. It's really good. It's it's Sticky Hands Plus Plus. As well. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. That's 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 phenomenal. That's really good. I can see why it's rated high.
0: Um, yeah. So local brewery, we often will compare this beer to the Boulder Danker uh, type IPAs because this is the poster child for a let's just say 420 inspired IPA. Yeah. It's sticky. It's dank. Mm-hmm. It is thick. It is mm-hmm. wet. It's yeah. how many other descriptors can I put to this? Moist.
1: <laughs> Moist.
0: <laughs> um,
1: this is this is all that foggy with with uh, with a a more orangey citrus flavor. So it's all that with with a good kick of sweet orange fruitness in the back end. It's
0: yeah. excellent. Nice.
1: I I if you can find this, I. Highly, highly recommend it.
0: Sticky Hands is such a great beer mm-hmm. to to know that there's a Sticky Hands Plus Plus out there.
1: Yeah. It's a To know hand. that there's
0: an Intel 10 process of Sticky Hands out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good.
1: It's good. You got to find it.
0: Uh, so I am opening a Freem Brewing out of Hood River, Oregon. Uh, extra Pale. Crystal that is, Clear. That is nice color. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. That is a. Good-looking beer. Almost as dank on the nose as Sticky Hands. Maybe not quite. It's got a little... Some IPAs are funky. This one's funky. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Uh, Jason's having an Elysian contact haze. Very similar oh, to Sticky Hands. That's very similar. Yes, very similar. Note if yeah. if you like if you like contact haze, if you like Waldo's, if you like, there's a number of other IPAs that are out there that are that. Mm. Yeah, uh, Space Dust is also right up there. Uh, not not quite, maybe a not little lighter on the flavor, but yeah, yeah, all very very good.
1: Yeah, the contact haze was was. That was, wasn't that the one that just, it smelled like a dispensary? hmm Yeah. Yep. There's one of them, just like, one of the, one of the Elysians just, it smells like going to a, a dispensary. Like, it's, you could just, just, I mean, it tasted great. Oh, it's, no, it's Dank Dust. Dank Dust, that's dank what dust. Well, it was. Yeah, Dank Dust. Dank, dank, dank dust.
0: dust. Elysian Dank Dust. Holy dank freaking, dust. it was their Space yeah. Dust formula that was double dry hopped.
1: Yeah holy it, crap <laughs> that stuff smelled like a dispensary but it tasted great it tasted so good
0: that smelled like a humidor in a college dorm room <laughs> uh five dollars from Denver can I get a wallet that says this email could have been a fist fight <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want a wallet or a flask with that on it? Uh, Allison says all these talk about beers that never get within a thousand miles of here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah,
0: I wish. I wish some of these breweries had wider distribution. That's that's
1: uh, that's one of the main problems that John has with his hops and brews thing is because he has a lot of like really good uh you know unique and rare beers but they don't get widely distributed so it's like who wants to you know watch a beer review for a beer you can't get a hold of right yeah his his more popular uh <coughs> uh you know views on on his videos are the ones that are most widely distributed so yeah yeah it, yes the the local brews that you can get here absolutely great terrific delicious they just don't distribute them worldwide just, yeah. I'm sorry yep
0: oh John gets some beers that I can't buy too oh yeah and, and but it,
1: but you know if you get if you pay the dollar to the patreon you get on the discord we you're gonna least drool over him with us Well not, not, but we also do the secret Santa beer exchange. oh that's true We do the secret Santa beer exchange so some people can get some funky stuff
0: uh let's see uh mike jeff isn't wanting to talk about his two node server that he bought off ebay and tell us when he is putting that video out um i love that it's an open secret that i bought a two node epic server on ebay recently um i haven't announced that at all publicly outside of the discord server yet i have been pinged on twitter i have been when is this video like who told someone because i only told 800 people. Uh, but all of a sudden people are chiming in going like, when is this video coming out? I can't wait for it to come out. I can't wait to get the server to post.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> I'm still waiting <laughs> to figure that out. How to get it to post. <laughs> um, so I will give you a little sneak peek. Okay. Um, I have been able to power it on. I have been able to get access to uh, the BCM. Uh, which is the the server control module uh on it uh kind of there is a serial diagnostic port via USB on the server which connects directly to a a an A speed AST2500 which is a very common VGA output card as well as BCM device for IPMI mm-hmm. um I can dial into that via serial, but I cannot access it via web because via web, it requires a paid license and a cloud subscription to Quanta, which doesn't exist. Or, anymore, yeah. Which I don't have. No, Quanta exists, but okay. they're not going to let me sign up. Sign up for it, yeah. I'm not going to pay for it. Um, uh, I have serial access to the BCM. Unfortunately, the serial access is literally the Linux slash BSD environment that's on the BCM that doesn't actually have fingers out into your system. It's to configure the BCM, not for the BCM to configure the PC. Uh, There's VGA on the server. The VGA has been disabled.
1: Oh, that's... Uh, Makes it hard. The VGA (laughs) has been
0: disabled in the BIOS. Okay, so I'll reset the BIOS. Nope, sorry, that was set as default. Ah. So you have to use uh, the BCM via the web to configure the BIOS to enable VGA output so you can configure the rest. So this is the loop of bullshit I've been going through for two weeks, okay? Um, I've made some it, progress.
1: Can you flash the ROM?
0: I got onto Quanta. As soon as something goes end of life, Quanta deletes it from existence. Uh, there's no documentation. There's no BIOS. There's no drivers. There's, there's got to
1: be some archive repository somewhere. I can't. I mean, not it. not not official, but maybe.
0: So my plan is tomorrow. I'm actually filming a video, which is uh the first of many of going through my rack and starting to reconfigure hardware and software. Mm. Um, now I'm starting at the top. I'm starting at my TrueNAS server and going. I, I know I just did a full tour of my rack as it existed at the beginning of 2024, but that was the beginning of 2024. Here's how we're going to look forward to the rest of the year. I'm going to literally gut and replace everything. Um, so we'll start tomorrow with replacing some hardware on my, uh, on my TrueNAS NAS server, uh, which will free up some hardware that I need for the, the two node server. And part of my goal of releasing this video and only covering part of the two node server is to get someone who knows quanta hardware to respond to me and go, I can help you out. Here's how we make this work. Because I, my ultimate goal is just to save these things from e-waste. I hate yeah. seeing good hardware go to waste. And here oh, yeah. is a $500 two node Epic server. That'll take Naples or Rome CPUs, 16 dims per blade. Uh, six two and a half inch uh, drives built into each node dual X 16s coming out the back a full size and a half. size. Wow. Wow. Okay. Good little servers. Yeah. If you can't turn them on though,
1: they don't do you any, they're literally Uh, e-waste. Yeah. Yeah. They are.
0: Uh, so I'm going to put out the video of, I don't know, and I can't figure it out. Can someone help me figure it out? And let's, let's democratize the information on these and make them useful again.
1: Yeah.
0: So there we go. Should have gone Dell. I looked at Dell's. It was $1,200 for the same package. Ugh. I wanted to build my own couple of Epic servers. Guess what? It's $400 for Epic Naples motherboards. Still! Boards that debuted in 2017, the Supermicro H11 SSL-H. I was going to say, that's that's almost
1: like seven years ago. That
0: board is still selling for $385. I bought that board for $300 3 years ago. That board is more today than I paid for it in 2020. I don't even know. I don't know why that I don't know why none of that hardware has come down in price other than the CPUs. The CPUs have come down in price. Nothing else has come down in price. Probably because every other system that's out there is a dual-node Quanta or a Dell or something else that is locked down in firmware that you can't reuse unless you have a license. Uh, Craft Computing, can you get a BIOS chip, dump the current ROM, edit it, and flash it to the new chip? Um, Even if I could... God, that's a lot of work. It is. And it's not something I expect the average person to do. It's not so, and so it's not a solution that I really want to entertain. Um, a lot of the stuff that I do, I want to be replicatable.
1: Well, you can always like if you dump the ROM, adjust the ROM to how you need it, and then you have the ROM. Right. That's, then you can distribute that. Right.
0: There is. There is, if I can dump the ROM, if I can get a clean dump of a ROM, which I do have a ROM or a a, a BIOS chip dumper, Mm. um, I could hook up, I could see if I could dump the chip. If I could get a clean dump of the chip, and if I could figure out how to enable VGA and do a couple other things, I could then save that BIOS. There is a recover via USB toggle uh, jumper Mm. on the board. So it looks on the USB for Probably the wrong. BIOS to, to pull yeah. in. Mm-hmm. I have no documentation as far as this motherboard, as far as what file format or naming scheme or whatever else it expects. But I'm sure some future boards have that documentation somewhere. And so if I could give it a naming scheme and, and an extension that the USB looks for to be able to flash a
1: new BIOS right. to it. So you can just distribute that ROM. Tell I people think to there's a method to be able to distribute
0: yeah. that ROM out yeah. and make these boards usable again. So that's yeah. kind of what I want to do. You're not the average person. You're the go-to server guy. I know.
1: But I don't want to just do this you, for myself. You, you, got, you got to be able to make it so that other people can replicate right. it fairly easily. Not with like specialized equipment and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, dump and then give us the ROM. And yeah, that's kind of my idea. I love doing democratization of information. Um, of I bought this PC. Let's pull the info off it. Let's give it to the community. Let's figure out what we figure out. Let's put it back on the server and make it fire up. That's what I want to do. If I have to get into desoldering crap, that's you've lost me. You're
1: going too far. Yeah. Because no one
0: else is going to do that.
1: Yeah. Most people don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have your enthusiasts that will. Mm-hmm. But most people are not gonna like oh. once once they get to the point in a video where like, well, now you have to desolder this, they're like almost already out. They're like, no, they yeah. can do that. Yep. Uh yeah.
0: Uh do you have an extra graphics card that would fit in there? I do have some small form factor graphics cards. That is a thought of maybe I put a graphics card in it and maybe that'll give me access to the BIOS. Although, that's assuming... You know, I hadn't ac- actually even considered going that route. It might work. It might work. You might be onto something. Holy crap, we might be onto something. I might try that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Jeff's not gonna be at the after party. He's gonna be doing Now you stuff. got me excited. <laughs> I hadn't even considered that. But no, I have a ton of small form factor. I they're all all on the desk behind me. Um no, actually there's one in front of me. I've got a P1000 like
1: right here. Well, there you go. Like people want to see Jeff tinkering with it after the show? Dollar to the Patreon. Maybe I'll maybe I walk gets, out to the garage and I'll hook gets, up my iPad and I'll get yeah, we'll gets go to you town. Up there maybe maybe we'll watch see what see what's going yep. down.
0: Uh Mike says you told us about it a couple weeks ago when you were talking about wearing your cat ears. Yeah.
1: <laughs> after, after party, party soldering. soldering.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Some VGA cards will bypass oh, yeah. onboard. And the default behavior for most systems is when a when a PCIe graphics card jumps in, is it bypasses the onboard. And so even if the onboard is disabled, it will just feed video out. You might be onto something.
1: Yeah. There's nothing that turns my wife on more than after after dark soldering. You use some late night soldering that gets the engines going.
0: I do happen to have, uh, for my time at ProtoCase and Forty Five Drives, my uh, my demo laser weld that I did.
1: Oh, that's nice, clean.
0: Yeah, uh, this this was the first bead that I laid down. Look at that. This hasn't been touched. It's, it's even rusted over because it came back with me and it's just been sitting on my desk. And so this is just the surface rust from, from bare metal. Uh, but that's the bead that I laid down. No grinder, no nothing else. God, it's freaking gorgeous. I want one of these machines. I need a laser welder in my new studio.
1: Yeah, laser welding is amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Live stream it. Frankenstein in 2024. Yeah what's funny is uh uh i built a couple of pcs today uh and the premise of it is Frankenstein's monster oh, so, so the ad that's, that's going to go a bit. uh yeah. so I, I i have a uh a, a pc case that i'm doing yeah. an ad for uh you'll you'll see two or three of these run uh the the premise of it is now i will give my creation life <laughs> <laughs> Uh, flick a switch and there's smoke and sparks and everything.
1: You, else. you didn't get you didn't get red right over there and hunched over and going yes, master, yes. yes. I, I didn't. I didn't. good. <laughs> um, it is me working with like
0: uh like a metal chop saw and like yeah, jigsaw yeah. and king king with a hammer and whatnot. <laughs>
1: so. Hammer and chisel,
0: bang 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 bang. Hi goes the new studio? Uh, we're gonna go out for the permit in April.
1: Uh, we.
0: Long story short. I wanted to get it in August. August turned into November. November brings rain. I wasn't going to build a studio in the rain because in Oregon, there's no such thing as, oh, we'll build it the two weeks that it's dry because it never like dumps on us, Yeah. but it's also always just kind of raining. Always kind of moist and wet outside. Right. Yeah. Um, 75% humidity, but also it's
1: always just kind of... I mean, there's a reason why people say Oregon is super green, and there's a reason for that, because it's also very wet.
0: Right. It rains eight months out of the year. Now, the funny thing is we're also a natural desert, so it also doesn't rain four months a year. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's how we trick all the Californians to move up here, is they'll go, oh, I want to spend a couple of weeks in Oregon. And so they'll come up to bend in June. And they're like, yeah, this is, oh, this amazing. is
1: amazing. And then they come move up and they're like, and, and, then and then they'll <laughs> come up again in like
0: July and go like, it's, it's 88 degrees and I can go to the mountains or the beach. And it's 78 on the beach. And this is Great. Um, and then in August it gets a little warm, you know, we'll hit like 95, sometimes double yep. digits oh, yeah. and whatnot, it's but it's still like, terrible. you know what? It's still really pretty out. And then September comes and it's back to real temperate. We're back in the 75, 80 degree range. And this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to look for a house down here. They'll buy a house. They'll move it in October just in time for the rain to hit.
1: Oh yeah. Just late October is when it starts getting miserable. Yep. <laughs> and it's like that way for the rest yep. of the year. And boy. when I say
0: no rain, I mean zero rain. Now I mean between June 1st and October 31st I think we average 4 days
1: of rain we always okay we always get this weird odd couple of weeks either at the end of January or the beginning of, of February beginning of February where it's sunny it's still cold but there's no, no rain.
0: rain my fir- uh, as someone who has a convertible my first top down day of every year is usually the first or second week of February.
1: Yeah. Because and for some reason it always we is will nice hit clear.
0: sixty-eight degrees and sunny. Yeah. For like or three sunny. or four days straight. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um it's the one thing that prevents suicide more than anything else in Oregon. <laughs>
1: yeah, because there's the these little breaks from the abject misery of the weather. Yeah. That we just, that we get. And, and yeah, the, the, the end, of, end of January, beginning of February is, is usually that, that time. Yep. Uh, but we're, we're getting back into where it's starting to rain again, because yep. it, was, it was absolutely gray and nasty all the day today.
0: Oh God, it was. Uh, but what's really funny is I still got like two hours of sun
1: today. For, for a brief moment. Yeah. No, we, yeah. we got
0: about two hours over here
1: uh yeah. which was nice I was, I was gonna go for a walk you know nice it's like ah it's nice and sunny to go for a walk you know it's my break it was still raining but it was sunny out. well no it was it was <laughs> it was sunny but there was this giant <laughs> ominous darth vader of a cloud in the distance and i'm like all right now i'm gonna stay inside
0: <laughs> yep. uh jason says move to oregon for the rain and the seasons uh what's really funny is uh you know ev I tell my wife this all the time because she's always like, I want to go to the beach today. And I'm like, you want the idea of the beach from that one day you had in high school when it was like Mm. 82, no Uh wind, perfectly beautiful. Um. That's not the Oregon coast. Um, I've experienced that day twice. Um, And uh, most of the time, the Oregon coast is miserable. It 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 is. Even when it's sunny out, it is blistering wind. It is like forty yeah. to sixty mile an hour gusts.
1: My my favorite time at the coast. My favorite trip to the coast. This was uh, a couple years ago. It was my birthday, and my birthday is in November. Uh-huh. And my wife, like, she's like, "Okay, we're gonna for your birthday, we're gonna book uh, a little cabin out on the coast, facing the beach and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. November, the beach, very stormy almost always.
0: Yeah,
1: but it also happened to coincide with the initial release of Skyrim. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna go to the beach. I'm 11, gonna take my 11, PC 11. with I'm gonna Yep. I'm gonna take my I know PC we can with me. Right I'm gonna take my PC with me and I'm gonna go because there it, it was at Cannon Beach and there was like a, a brewery just not too oh, far yeah. from the oh, stand. Yeah. I'm gonna go out, get a couple growlers, bring it back, and I'm just gonna drink beer, watch the storms outside, and play Skyrim.
0: Um it was, it
1: was awesome. It was typically like awesome. <laughs> uh
0: we haven't done this in a couple of years. We haven't done this since COVID. Uh, yeah. But my wife and I have been married 20 years this year. Um, every year until 2020, mm-hmm. uh, we would take a, like a five-day vacation in mm-hmm. January, either January or February. Uh, so sometime between New Year's and, and Valentine's Day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In Cannon Beach, we would get a, a beachfront condo mm-hmm. and we'd spend five days Sitting by the fireplace watching storms roll. Through. Storm storm
1: watching is great. It is uh, great. It is is completely different different beach experience than you think. You people think of the beach, like uh, palm trees, sit by the sand, by the ocean. No, in Oregon, you watch the storms rage. Yeah. <laughs> by a cozy fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you you watch the sneaker waves climb up yeah. and over the jetty. You it's watch new. the
1: violence of nature so by good. a cozy fire. Yes.
0: So good. Um no that so that, there's a couple hotels and a and a couple of uh of, of Airbnbs that we frequent over there we, like I said we haven't been back since 2020. Yeah, I think we need to do that this
1: next year again. I, uh, I like it. I I I kind of enjoy that because I mean that's like you indoors. You don't have to worry about right know, like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, especially if I could you know bring bring my computer with me and you can sit mm-hmm. here and play games, drink beer, and watch the storms rage. Yep. Fun stuff, man.
0: But no, uh, since I worked in IT and I worked in a lot of government stuff, uh, one of the only times I got to take vacations was usually January or sometimes yeah. like August, and yeah. uh, and so typically I'd take a week vacation in January, mm-hmm. and and we'd go out and and we'd go to Cannon Beach and we'd watch we'd do storm watching or we'd uh, there was one year we did a, uh, a one hundred and one road trip where mm-hmm. we went south on I five uh, mm-hmm. we stayed in uh grants pass uh on night one yep uh day two we drove down to crescent california Mm -hmm. uh which is just south of the oregon border on the highway 101 and then we spent five days driving the entire length of 101 yeah
1: driving the entire
0: pacific coast highway
1: we we did we didn't go that far we did something very similar last year uh except we stopped off we did went to florence and went to the sand dunes and then we went to gold beach Yep, uh, and then and then we we went to Crescent City, you know, stuff like that, we went to the Redwoods and stuff like that. Very similar, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not didn't go as far south. Well.
0: Yeah. So what we do is uh, uh, we we've done this road trip twice now. Um, is uh, we go down to to Grants Pass and then we take the Redwood Highway over to Crescent, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful drive. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then that's where the kind of...
1: that's where the uh, trees of mystery. If people have seen the. Big statue of Paul Bunyan and his ox. That's Trees of Mist. It's right there. Exactly.
0: Um, So, yeah. uh, 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 We'll we'll go to Crescent. We'll usually hit the shops in Crescent. It's a beautiful area. There's... uh, uh, Right before you cross back into Oregon, there's Last Chance Liquor.
1: Yes. (laughs) I've been there there several
0: times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny. Okay. Speaking of which, that... that, um, So for people who don't know, um, well, most people in the United States, most liquor commissions and liquor uh, rules are ruled by the state. They're not, you know. So uh, all along the West Coast, I think it goes, you start at North, which is Washington, which is probably the most expensive. Then Oregon, we're kind of mid, but we got our OLC or Oregon Liquor Commission. Mm -hmm. And then you have the most liberal for liquor is California. Yeah. So we have people that actually drive all the way from Washington through Oregon right across the border and buy tons of liquor and drive back to Washington because it's cheaper that way to do it.
0: It is cheaper, (laughs) even including gas, hotel, travel, time, Mm -hmm. everything, to buy liquor in California in a great enough quantity than it is to buy liquor in Washington. It is. I have personally, even from Oregon— made this trip because I bartend a couple of times a year for, for family events and we get some pretty big family events. And if I'm spending $500 on liquor, um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go down to California and spend $350 on liquor. Yeah. And then $40 on gas. Yeah. Uh, It,
1: it actually works out. It (laughs) works out. Yeah. It works out, especially if you're buying in large quantities.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but no, we'll drive down to Crescent Ah, uh, Crescent City. We'll hit the shops there. They've they've usually got some fun stuff down there. Ah, uh, we'll drive north. We hit, uh, you know, the Rogue River. We hit uh, uh, all the little cities around there. Uh, drive north. You get to Florence. Um, you get the sand dunes. You can rent ATVs. You can horse ride on yep. the beach. You can do yep. a whole bunch of stuff there. Drive a little further north. You've got, uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, Newport, uh, home Newport's of uh, yeah, home of, Rogue. home of Rogue. Rogue. Yep. Uh, so, you know, your, your Rogue Dead guy and, and all those, that's where Rogue is, is in Newport, Oregon. They're on the north side of the bay there. Um, and uh, there's a couple little campouts. There's a KOA there. There's a lot of nice little hotels. There's downtown shops. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of fun stuff. Uh, you go a little further north, there's Lincoln City. We've got the outlet malls. They've got mm-hmm. some of the best beaches in Oregon are or there in Lincoln City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You go a little further north. Uh, then you get into some weird territory where, like, well, got, no well, one Pas- lives.
1: You got Pacific City, which has got... I think Pacific City is, like, your last bestion of civilization. Yes. They also have Pelican Brewings there, which is home of my favorite barley wine, Mother of All Storms. But, Mother of All Storms, that's right. Yeah, that's where they have it. But, yeah, you go north of that, there's pretty much just a, a smattering of teeny tiny towns until you hit Tillamook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and even Tillamook...
0: Not a big town. Not a big town. Um, what's really funny is uh, even before Tillamook, you've got cities like Nehalem.
1: Yeah. It's just a, a sneeze and you missed it type of town. Yeah.
0: Which, by the way, is the Nehalem from the Intel Nehalem architecture.
1: Yes. It's what it's named after. Well, that's when they started naming things after rivers and lakes in in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. You're eventually going to run out, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. You uh, but no,
0: uh, yeah. So, somewhere between Pacific City and Tillamook, uh, of Tillamook cheese fame, mm-hmm. is uh, is Nehalem, Oregon. It's a real place in Oregon. There's like 900 people there. <laughs>
1: it's not. Yeah, I've driven through it a couple times, and there's not much there. Yep. I think there's a gas station at convenience. There's floor. a Shell
0: station at, at the one red light. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, that's pretty that's much it. it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but no, then you get into some really beautiful area. You get into Cannon yeah. Beach and Seaside and Astoria. Oh, Cannon Beach.
1: Yeah, that's Astoria, famous for Goonies and, and mm-hmm. Short Circuit and uh, Kindergarten Cop. It's not the Duma. It's not the Duma. <laughs> yeah. That's where Mes-
0: Westmere EP is located. That's right. Yeah. Uh uh, the Oregon coast is great.
1: I love the Oregon coast.
0: Yeah. Uh, this one, this story, sorry, jumping right back in. This is a jarring <laughs> shift, but yeah, let's go. This is a giant shift. Although we started talking to Intel there at the very end and this kind of yeah. has its roots with Intel. Kind of like, does. Yes, it does. Uh, we, we hear all the time about barn find cars. Of yes. Uh, about like, you know... My grandfather bought this Pontiac GTO back in 1967 and he drove it 38 miles and then he parked it and, and it needed something and he never quite fixed it. And, and, uh, and so it just sat in this barn for 48 years. And, uh, we hear about that kind of crap all the time. And and it's really cool. I love hearing stories like that. There's an era of technology that's just kind of lost because Computers were seen as something different. Computers weren't seen as a different era. They were seen as lesser than. They were seen as something to be replaced
1: and discarded. Well, with with cars, it was always like, even no matter how old it was, it could still be driven on a road. Mm -hmm. Computers were looked at as something as technology moved on. This is old, it's disposable. Right. But that's history you're disposing of. Right. So, I mean, we're, we are approaching, we we are in an era where a lot of old vintage computers are collectible
0: and are yeah. worth a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen this firsthand. I've, I've said many times on the channel, if anyone can find me a Compact Presario CDTV520, I will pay a bounty price for that computer. I want my first computer back. Yeah. Um. But uh, Barn Find Computers... Aren't something that we hear of every day.
1: No, not that often at all. Even though they probably
0: exist and they're probably out there. Yeah. Um, this is a special find. This is something really cool. Uh, it's kind of the grandfather of desktop PCs. And Absolutely. What, do I, what Absolutely. do I mean by that? Well, you have computers like you know the original apple and the apple II. Mm uh you've got computers uh you know you've got your zx spectrums and and your sharps Mm. and 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 computers like that your amigas um what is the origin of the desktop pc though the origin of the desktop pc and by all accounts the x86 architecture starts with the intel 8088 processor yep um and while examples of that exist, some of the original early examples are completely lost to history. At least, that's what, we, at least that's what we thought yep. until this weekend when some cleaners for an industrial factory found in a closet a Q1 desktop. In box. In box. In box. Yes. Brand <laughs> new. Yeah. Never used. That's insane. <laughs> they found two of them! I know. <laughs> uh, sorry, it was not an industrial factory. Uh, Kingston University in London. Um, The Q1 is one of the first microprocessor PCs ever released for sale.
1: This is like Indiana Jones and the microprocessor of Destiny. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> it belongs in a museum.
0: Right. Uh, so... This PC's origins date back to 1972. Yep. So this predates Apple. This predates uh, a number of different companies like that. Um, but uh, it is using an Intel 8088 processor, discrete TTL logic, uh, 16 kilobytes of memory, and a post- processing speed of 800 kilohertz.
1: That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 0.
0: 0.8 megahertz. We can overclock that megahertz. As the God. article states, there are key fobs that outdo that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that particular Intel processor gives the Q1 its claim to fame as being the world's first true microprocessor. Uh,. Found in Kingston University by some cleaners in a back closet. They found two of them brand new in box.
1: I've got to say, this is incredible. It is. It's a really great find. It's, it's, I I don't, because I read the article. I don't remember they're saying that they actually turned it on to see if it worked.
0: I, I can't imagine anyone would actually try to turn them on. If they know what they're doing, they wouldn't try to turn them on until they open them up it, and it, it, yeah, check check something.
1: Check everything, yes, yes. Right. Because there could be like, you, you plug it in, you fry something. And you yeah, just
0: like, you know, the the fact that in the picture that they published, there's a soldering iron on the station, that leads me to some very good conclusions that it's in the they're right look, hands. Yeah, they're
1: looking at stuff. They're being very ca- right. cautious with it, yeah. This is a
0: test bench somewhere. There, there, there's a... There's an analyzer in the background and a soldering iron on the table.
1: This is in good hands. This will be running again. Heck, can it run Zork? Of course it can run Zork. Zork ran on the 8080s. That's right. Yeah, it definitely ran on those. So, of course it can run Zork. Can it run Doom? No. (laughs) Probably not. Not yet. Can some hacker try to make it run on Doom? Um, Maybe. Doom,
0: as it exists... Requires three point seven megabytes of memory. Yeah. So for
1: kilobytes of memory.
0: So for the bone stock version of Doom to run, you need three point seven megabytes of memory. I do know that as a fact. Um, Are there versions of Doom you could probably get running on this today? No. I bet someone's going to try
1: though. And I can't wait to see if they can get their. I mean, this is super rare. So, this is a
0: super rare system.
1: If they can get their hands on it. I mean, if they get it up and running and they're like, okay, it's stable, it's yeah. cool. Then they might get some people to mess with it.
0: By they, the way, later variants of the 8088, uh, as we knew it in like 1980, 1982, those ran at 8.14 megahertz. Yeah. Literally more than 10 times faster
1: Yeah, than Already. the system runs. Yeah. This
0: is... Well, this is, this is seventy.
1: This megahertz. is nineteen seventy-two. This is nineteen seventy-two.
0: This is eight hundred kilohertz.
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's that's not fast <laughs> <It's>, at all. <laughs> it's not fast. No, it's not fast at all. I mean, for the time, it was unheard of. Of course, it was a a, a brilliant device for the time, but we landed on the moon with similar technology. Yes, actually, less technology, I would say. Right about the same. Right about the same. Yeah, because like what, 69 was like when they mm. landed on the moon. So yeah, it's not too far after. You're right. Yeah, the Apollo program started in 63,
0: ended in 60, or, you know, manifested in 69 with, with the moon landing on the 20th. Yeah. I yeah. um, was a huge space buff in my day. But uh, but yes, uh, very similar technology to this. Like like 8 kilobytes of RAM, 16 kilobytes of RAM, very similar yeah. Yeah. operating space didn't someone (laughs) make an ascii doom i still doubt it would run on 800 kilohertz
1: yeah even okay but then the ascii doom is probably like recoded it's not like a mod from the original doom
0: a lot of times they are actually mods from the original source code oh is it really okay I, i believe that is what has to constitute it runs doom is it runs at least segments of the original source
1: code it's not it's not a recoded engine that interprets the wad some way or something like that. It's a, I, no, I believe engine. it has to interpret the wad okay, so it has to just interpret the wad okay Correct. All right. okay
0: yeah that's what I would qualify is it has to be an engine that is recognizable as doom that interprets the wad file, okay that's what I would consider running doom, yeah. Uh, TI-84 ran Doom and has 149 kilobytes of RAM. That's still nine times more RAM than is on this system.
1: Yeah. Like, it's an order of magnitude. It's, yeah. We're talking one of the, or the, the original microprocessor computers.
0: Yeah. No, this is this is a crazy cool find. I'm so glad this exists. I'm so glad... Someone had the wherewithal to go, hey, this looks like
1: it might be something important. This may be important. <laughs> let's not just chuck this. Because it was a cleaning company that found it, right? They were yeah. like cleaning the place out. It was like, oh, it's just like an old typewriter. What the hell is this? Oh, it's out of here. Yeah. No, they're like, no, this this, this is important. This means something. Yeah. Right? Okay, let's keep it. <laughs> no, that's That's crazy
0: cool. I'm so glad those exist. And... They belong in a museum. They yeah. really do. Uh, the TI 84 version isn't actual Doom. It's a different game from scratch. Yeah, that I, I was yeah. aware of. Like I said, uh, to me, some of the things that claim to run Doom, unless you're reading the original WAD file. If you it's modify just, the WAD file and you remove the textures and, and you break it down that way, I there's some semblance that, that I I think can be argued there. I think it still has to interpret a WAD file. I think it still has to read Doom
1: level data. Yeah.
0: To, to make it onto the level of running Doom.
1: Because like a lot of things, like I remember the one where they had Doom running on a pregnancy test. Yes. Or something like that. I'm like, I, I doubt that had much semblance to the original code. It was probably something that resembled Doom that ran on it. Um, I doubt you could play the game from beginning to finish on a pregnancy test. That would be insane. So, I mean, if somebody got a hold of this, I bet you they could make something that kind of resembles Doom that could probably play on it, but it probably would not be uh, very smooth. Cause I think it's got like a orange LED ASCII display on the thing. I think is what it had.
0: Yes yeah it's an ASCII only display, yeah uh in news that I'm disappointed, but at the same time I don't want to say this could happen to anyone. It's unfortunate that it happened. it should never happen. your code should never allow this. this one I kind of understand though uh wise uh most well known for the security cameras. Mm-hmm.
1: At Very
0: this popular, point. Yeah. Um, they also make a lot of home automation stuff and and various other things. Um, says that roughly 13,000 customers uh, briefly were able to see into other people's homes. Yeah. Which is never a good title for a CVE.
1: Unless you're a peeping Tom, then you're going to like buy more wise cameras at the point.
0: Right. <laughs> um, so what... Exactly happened. Uh, Wise says that they noticed an outage on one of their AWS systems. Mm. And AWS, as part of their contract, that's Amazon Web Services, um, handles some caching for Wise. What does Wise need cached? Well, I happen to have Wise cameras here at my house. I can actually explain this a little bit. Um, Wait, while you do that,
1: I'm going to go take a quick break. (laughs) Yes, go for it.
0: Um... So, oops. There we go. (coughs) Uh, Don't forget to mute your mic. Uh, Wise, uh, when you open the application, you will see your cameras listed out on your phone. And each camera has a thumbnail of the last time you viewed that image. Of the last time you viewed up that particular stream. Uh, Those images are cached. Uh basically as i as i understand what happened is wise noticed an issue with some of their servers they brought the servers down they brought the servers back up and when the servers came back up the caching data became confused as to what destination and individual unique identifier it should actually attach to and so people got thumbnail images from other people's cameras. If that was where the story stopped, not great. Definitely invasion into privacy, but not necessarily something newsworthy, not overly concerning. The concerning part of this is they also wound up with alert notifications and access to recorded playbacks from other customers' devices. It was kind of a one-to-one thing where if you have six WISE cameras, you got six WISE notifications from other cameras from other customers. And so what my thought is that unique identifiers were assigned to customers and individual devices and which accounts they, they correspond to. But then when the server rebooted, those cache numbers and whatnot were all confused. And so they just randomly reattached to whatever account made sense. Not a great security breach, but what I will say is Wise came directly out in front of this. You're going to have issues. Any software company knows you're going to have issues. Um, It's when you have issues, how do you respond to it? Wise saw a potential issue, restarted those services, cut off service for potential affected customers. When the servers came back up, immediately noticed another glaring security issue of sharing thumbnails and potential notification and uh, pre-recorded data with customers that should not be receiving that data immediately cut the head off the snake, emailed all customers prior to any press releases or anything else, emailed customers and said, we noticed this with our system. We apologize that it happened and we are working on any and all remediation steps to prevent it from happening in the future.
1: Very nice that they got out in front of it. Yeah.
0: This is how you handle security breaches. Yeah, security breaches
1: happen. If they happen all the time to you, that's a problem. Yeah, it is. But if something happens and it's a rare, and you get out in front of it, let everybody know before it gets leaked out into the press. That's much better. What's really bad is customers that way,
0: right? What's really bad is when you bury the hand, your head in the sand for three months, and then the press has to go, "Hey, about that time, you leaked three hundred thousand customers' information to everyone else." They're like, "Oh yeah, that little thing." No, this was this was a good response. This is the response we should see from customers or from companies. I'm not going to crap on this response. I'm not even going to crap on the fact that this probably shouldn't have happened. This was as, as wise put it uh third party caching, which they contract out with Amazon, which Am- that's one of the services that AWS offers is caching for global rollouts, how to cache data and keep data in sync and everything else. And when the services fired back up that data got some wires crossed
1: yeah guess what now they're aware of that there's there's probably there was probably some some software mix up too because for caching to get mixed up with existing software mm-hmm. means it's some probably temp id numbers that were probably being used that when the system started back up it crossed over into someone as else's those users logged
0: in they yes. gave it a new temp ID Correct. and then it goes, oh, you have some cache data. Here, let Here me it is, that here it is. Yeah,
1: that's probably what happened. That's right exactly there. what yeah. happened. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and so should this issue have occurred? No. Should there have been better safeguards in place? Yes. You can't necessarily just make that blanket statement that WISE effed up here. WISE is now aware of that potential issue, and guess what? It'll never happen again. Yeah. And they got out in front of it, they alerted any and all affected customers. they offered remediation steps, and they owned it. This is how you handle security breaches. Mm-hmm. Take notes if you are in marketing, if you are in p r if you are a security analyst, if you are anything else. yeah, this is how you do it, which in recent memory, wise has effed up pretty bad before, yeah.
1: I think they had another security breach.
0: And another security breach and a similar thing where people had access to live views of cameras. Guess what? They didn't necessarily get in front of that one. They've learned from their mistakes. That's good. So, yeah, it was was two or three years ago, I want to say, that we covered WISE on this channel for a, a, a very similar issue. But also a completely separate issue of people were being able to see live views of cameras that weren't theirs. Yeah. Uh that was not blamed on Amazon. Wise did not get out and cover that one. They did not go, Oh, that was our bad. We'll fix it right away. They had to be like contacted by eight different companies and go, Oh, oh, wait oh, a second, yeah, right okay. <laughs> um it seems Wise has wised up a little bit,
1: living up to their namesake, I guess,
0: and I like to see this. I'm not going to crap on Wise for this incident. It's an embarrassing incident. It shouldn't have happened. But at the same time, their response was exactly what I would want to see from a company Ooh. that is taking ownership of it.
1: Yeah.
0: So there we go. Yeah. Groan. Sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a live show. What do you want from me? God. Ah, uh, the Nintendo Switch 2. Nintendo shares fall nearly 6% in 24 hours after a report that the Switch 2 will be delayed until 2025, missing the holiday season entirely.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's bad news for any, especially for uh, game companies. Companies that, you know, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo especially, even developers, Mm -hmm. their big releases are Christmas, Christmas time. November is usually the big, big release month uh um even early december is is pushing it because you got to hit that christmas thing but the fact that switch 2 got delayed is I, I, I mean i would even like say don't release it until christmas of 2025 because i you can put some more polish on it i guess yeah. i don't know but this is this is like no one's going to I I mean, I never I didn't I didn't read what the speculation of the the, the Switch 2. Also, first of all, before I go. They've never Nintendo has never, ever called something something 2. Is it really going to be the Switch 2? It's going to be something else. They went from the Nintendo Entertainment System to the Super Nintendo Entertainment System to the Nintendo 64 to the GameCube. You know, they never called anything 2. Are they really going to have a Switch 2 or is it going to be called something different?
0: Uh, Right now, Switch 2 is just the working name. I think Uh, so. And and that's what everyone's calling it because they go, whatever the next Switch is.
1: Right, so they're just calling it Switch 2. This is probably going to be something else. When has Nintendo ever followed Never. They've never done that. That's They've never done it. The so this only like...
0: kind of quasi-sequel was the Nintendo Entertainment System to the Super Nintendo Entertainment yeah. System. But that was the 90s. Um, from the but 90s... it's still not 2. It's still not 2. We also yeah. kind of got the Wii and the Wii U, which was the poorly named Wii 2. Yeah. Or Switch Beta.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Switch 2 is is just kind of what everyone else is calling it. Who knows? It's just the, what,
1: the, next, the next Nintendo console system. The next
0: Nintendo it. console. The next yeah. generation Nintendo console.
1: Right. Which I would think if, if it was going to come out this year, that they would have had some kind of promotion for it out already. Because usually it's about a year that they start promoting their next thing. Um, and I can't even believe it. The Switch has been out for, what, seven years now? yes it that seems that's mind-boggling to me 2017 breath of the i know i know that's crazy right <laughs> so that i mean it hurts yes, a little bit on a it does, it psychological does. Level. i still think i still i still see people like, oh you gotta switch dude that's a new one right yeah no i've had it for seven years man Yep. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's yes they're ripe for another iteration of their console system but Uh, the fact that they're being like, eh, eh, we're going to delay it a little bit. Yeah, that's going to have some ramifications, especially they're going to miss the, uh, holiday season. Missing the next holiday season
0: is their biggest issue. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and and that's why stocks are down. By the way, this is not financial advice. I have no incentive one way or the other to sway you anyway. I have no Nintendo stock. I don't have any stock of any kind. So, there's that. Um... But uh, yeah, uh, the much anticipated thought it should have been out in 2023, thought it definitely should have been out in 2024. Nope, 2025. Yeah. Screw you all.
1: Yeah. Sincerely, Nintendo. I, you know, it's kind of a weird thing, too, because Nintendo has never been putting out, outside of the original NES, I would say, and maybe the Super Nintendo, they have never really had done cutting edge technology type stuff they've always been like well let's just put out something that's pretty good and most of our games will work on it because i mean to be honest a lot of their games are not like super high demanding graphical masterpieces they're all fun games i mean they're they they've mastered the art of making uh, uh cartoonish kid-friendly fun graphical interfaces and and made them fun. So they don't really necessarily need the um highest of high uh you know, graphics cards or technological things to make it work. Yep. So the fact that they are holding back for a year or, or for even longer, uh kind of makes me think, what do they even have in store? What's what's the holdup? What's going on? I, I will say,
0: um, based on what I've seen from AMD and Intel, mm-hmm. uh and even NVIDIA in, in the entry-level space, um, I'm not that impressed from 2023 to 2024. 2023, we got the 7840U, mm-hmm. which was 70% faster in some circumstances than the 6800U. Mm-hmm. Um 680M versus 780M graphics. Uh, what do we have in store for 2024? We have the... 8840U or the 8845U which is the exact same graphics processor at the exact same power level. There's no, it's not even iteratively better. It's yeah. it's a different model number for a different year. What do we have from Intel? Uh, we have Meteor Lake coming out. Uh, that's never going to make it into a console and it's a two-thirds as fast as, as AMD's yeah. solution anyway. Yeah. What do we have from NVIDIA in the low power space? Uh, nothing because nothing. we make our money nothing. in AI now. Yeah,
1: yeah they do, yeah. So
0: I think this is probably simply a... You think it's a third-party thing? I think this is a third-party thing. okay. They've got to power their... They've got to get their graphics power from somewhere.
1: Yeah, and it has to be a substantial upgrade to make people... They're not going back to IBM
0: and Power 9. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. Is it going to be... 8,700 APU, um, you have to fit in the envelope of a 10-watt mobile processor if they're going to make right. a handheld again. It's got to get good battery life. It's got to be sustainable. Yeah. It's got to be affordable. And an 8,700 APU will not be affordable.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting if they went from the form factor of the Switch, which is a portable slash dockable system, to something completely different.
0: To something back to console.
1: Yeah, to something back right. to that'd be That'd be really weird for them to right. do that. So, Yeah. Yeah.
0: There we go. oh, the 8700U, even the even the 7840U. Find a device with the 7840U in it that's less than $650.
1: Yeah. It
0: doesn't exist.
1: It, yeah, it won't work, yeah. So yeah, this this could be like a delay because of external factors not necessarily from Nintendo mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. So
0: If you if you want to know what the best three hundred dollar purchase you can make today for gaming is, it's a Steam Deck.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I've been looking at.
0: I've got devices. I'll sell you a better one for the same price.
1: Oh, okay, I know. I it's just like okay because it's not going to be me that's going to be using it. It's going to be my son, and I don't yeah. know if I want to. I don't know if I want to get him into that.
0: <laughs> he's he's already
1: he's already obsessed enough as it is. Yeah, and I'm like, is there one more thing I need to like monitor his usage on? Uh, Right, I would use it, but here's the thing: is I would also use it myself. Yeah, I would also be using it too. So, so at least I mean, it's like, but then I have to fight my son first. Like, now give it back to me, kid. (laughs) I'm playing this now.
0: Couple more Super Chats, and then we got, I think, one more story that we'll cover. Uh, LK sends over 10 Aussie bucks. Thank you very much. Uh, Hello, I would love to hear how you teach your kids about the internet. More importantly, do you have any controls configured on your network to help with this? Um, I have done a full video on uh, NX Filter, which is a network-based, DNS-based filter service that you can run on your home PC. Runs very much like Raspberry Pi. for blocking ads, but you can set it for content blocking. And it's community generated lists uh or content aware lists and it works very well. Um I do have NX filter running on both my internet connection here. Uh we only pass my kids' devices through it. Um and it prevents them from going to various websites and and you know getting on things that they shouldn't get on to at mm-hmm. their ages um they don't have computers in their room they do have tablets but the tablets are upstairs in the dining room yes, or, or the living way. room yep. um you know my daughter my oldest daughter does have a phone it's very closely monitored we have uh, uh google you know parental services enabled on that uh where at any given time, me and my wife can check on the history of the use of the phone: what applications were open, what websites were visited, how long they spent on the website, what videos they watched. Um, very easy, uh, and so that's that's kind of how I deal with that. Um, we're not the kind of parents that is gonna are going to be draconian in the. You can't look. We live in the world. She goes yep. to school and she hears things ten times worse yeah. than she would ever hear at home. I get it. I was one of those kids, okay? Uh, in in private company, I swear worse than all of you guys combined. Guaranteed. Um, uh, my public face facing persona, I don't swear all that much. I hardly ever swear in videos. Uh, <laughs> my my.
1: <laughs> Is there a way to block all skibby toilet videos?
0: Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we don't necessarily want them exposed to anything and everything either. And so you take some safeguards. More than anything, open communication with your kids. You ever have a question? Ask me. You yeah. ever, you know, talk to your kids like they're human because they are.
1: I, I do that actually with my son. Every... Every night, I I say, hey buddy, do you, do you got a question for me? Ask mm-hmm. me a question. I'll answer whatever you want to tell mm-hmm. me. Every night, I ask him this, and usually he has some. Sometimes he has something profound. Sometimes it's silly, but yeah, you'd be surprised when you just ask him. Yeah, and, and treat them like an adult. Yeah. and yeah, I, I I don't. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of infantilizing your your infantilizing your own kids. No, because then they'll just they'll act like infants. You treat them like adults the quicker they'll stop acting like adults. <laughs> I, I have always
0: met my kids halfway. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is I've never treated them like they were kids yeah. from a conversational level. Uh, if, oh, yes. Yeah. If, like, if, like, like, if I need to discipline them, if I need to explain something, if I need yeah. to correct them, I go, hey, that really wasn't okay. Here's yeah. why it's not
1: okay. Right, right. Absolutely. This Explanation. is the
0: expectation I have for you. Yeah. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? okay cool do you have any questions okay cool yeah 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 and exactly guess what now they learned they have they have my respect uh for explaining it to them Mm -hmm. not just saying because i'm the
1: adult and and i said so right right exactly Um, and and of course and, and if and if you do it that way they're more apt to be like hey look something happened or or if you say hey did this happen they'll be more apt to yeah say yeah this they're
0: not going to hide anything from you. Right. Yeah. We got no, my, my kids have shared some, <laughs> some, some things that I wish I was aware of at their age. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have uh, like, like, you know, they, they've, they've asked questions and, 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 uh, you know, and, and like I said, I, I treat them conversationally and I treat them as I would any other person with thoughts and ideas of their own, because yeah. guess what they
1: are. And, and they here's the something. thing. Kids, are information sponges. If you sit there and talk to them like an adult, they will absorb that, and they will pretty soon their their vocabulary will explode.
0: Mm-hmm. They'll have
1: like, they'll talk like an adult, and people just be like, ah, yeah. wow, look at that kid.
0: Denver sends over five dollars. Nintendo swatch. Pick your color palette. Um, Nintendo Switch. Nintendo swatch. I don't know. I they say it's Switch. Nintendo Switch. Switch. Uh, pick your color palette. Um, I have a Nintendo Switch that I put a CNC aluminum case on. Yeah. Shell replacement, 100% CNC aluminum. It's freaking gorgeous. That's my color palette, is bare metal CNC
1: aluminum. He's also, uh, asking, he's also asking about uh, uh, custom engravings, which we talked about just a little bit before the show started. If you
0: have an idea for a custom engraving that you would like, email me at merch at craftcomputing.net. It is the contact info for the craftcomputing.store site. Uh, merch at craftcomputing.net. We take custom orders. Uh, I can send custom quotes. If you have merch ideas, if you want customizations, let us know. Um, I've, I've done custom whiskey stones for a 40th birthday. I've done uh names on glassware. I've done I've done a couple of other weird things. So yes. Uh let me know. Um like I said, and I'm looking at starting to carry some customizable items as well. Like I said, I just did some I just did twenty point eight millimeter uh metal business cards for a colleague yeah. of mine, uh, who goes, you know, I want something I want something heavy and weighty to give to clients. And I went, here you go.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: So yeah, uh, merch at craftcomputing.net. That's the easiest way to get in touch with us. Uh, Last but not least, uh, uh, Circuit Rewind, I hope you are paying attention to this. Modder releases Unix-like operating system for the NES. That's
1: crazy. This is like, let's bring back something else to the NES. This is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's crazy. Source code available on GitHub. I know. NES doesn't even have any type of networking system or anything like that. So this is just kind of like for the funsies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Literally
0: just for the lulls. Yeah. Uh You can download and run your own version of, uh, of Unix, of a Unix-like OS on the NES. There you go.
1: Go download it, github.com. It's, I I think, because I watched the video a little bit, you do have to have your own custom interface into uh, the, to plug into the NES, right?
0: Yeah, you do have to have a keyboard adapter. Right. That will be serial pin compatible Mm. with the NES control outputs, correct? Yes.
1: Yes. So, but it works. It's pretty cool. It's very limited in what you can do with it, but. The fact that you can do it is pretty neat. I, I await the next Atari 2600 Unix-like operating system. Yes. <laughs> that you can just like plug into there. But you have to use the paddles to, to, to type things in.
0: Yep. Cool, cool. Uh, Thank you for calling it Unix-like and not Linux. Everyone else calls it uh, uh, like everyone else calls it. Number one, I can read. And number two, I understand that Unix is the root in, in this particular case. Yes, it is. It's not running true Linux. It's not running a Linux no. kernel. I do understand no. the difference. Yes. It's a Unix-like operating system. It is a unique operating
1: system that is loosely based on Unix. Yeah. So they, they put this in here. On the Nintendo Entertainment System so they can retcon the line in Jurassic Park where the girl says, this is a Unix system. I know, I this, know this because she had it on the Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> That's the only way that makes sense. Right. It's a Unix system. I, I know, know this. this.
0: <laughs> Fun fact, know that was name. a real file system and real graphical file organizer.
1: Not a, Was it on a Unix system, really?
0: It was, yeah. It, no, it was it was a Unix-based file organizing system. It was a graphically-based organizing system that based I, it into blocks and towers.
1: It looked woefully inefficient. <laughs> it
0: looked woefully inefficient. It looked like 100% Hollywood. It was 100% a real system.
1: It must have been like a farce, though. I mean, I can't imagine that any real like IT person would adopt it for their actual file system. The 80s were a hell of a drug, man. Uh, no, I understand that. I understand that. <laughs> we had Tron. I watched Tron. I loved Tron. But nothing in there made sense. Man. We had
0: Tron and you questioned the reality of that file
1: system? Oh, well, but okay. There was nothing practical in Tron either. I mean, except for the type that you were typing on keyboards. That was That's it. Right. I mean, that was, I mean, like, they, they actually had
0: well, some that rudimentics.
1: Fan- Dude, I love that glowy spandex.
0: (laughs) Anyway, it it is is. 20 minutes past the hour. I think that's well past time to call it a show. This has been episode 322, Talking Heads, here on Craft Computing. Join us every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Drop this video a like. Leave me a comment. Let me know what was your favorite part of the show or... Anything else that is uh, applicable, fun, mentionable, whatever else. Uh, gosh, what else says there, visit craftcomputing.store, get yourself a pint glass, coaster, yeah. soon to be an HTTP code wallet.
1: There you go. You'll Definitely get one to, of those. I think on this, Friday, Friday, I this Friday. I think Friday, on hopefully. Friday
0: I'm going to yeah. go live with these. Uh, I got a couple more things to figure out, but yes. Uh,
1: anyway. That's going to do it. As always, we'll see you next week.